There's a question down here from Mendoza. Speaking of energy, what kind of energy do you want to have here? Which rival <laughs> do you want to beat the most, UF or Miami? And I feel like I know this one. I feel like I know. know this <laughs> I want to be both. I want to destroy both of them. But uh, <laughs> which one I look forward to most? Uh, whenever I'm on my Twitter or on like Instagram, I see a lot of Miami fans talking. Of about course. This. So. Yeah. Um, I probably have to have to say I look forward to beating Miami more than Florida, but I want, like I said, I want to beat both. I want to destroy both, and I don't want it to be close. But uh, Miami for sure. They talk too much. Man. Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dolls. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub, in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear. Presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, Go Nose. This is Terrell Fuckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. Great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I could, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Hear the Spear, presented to you by NoelGameDate.com. Hope everyone's having a wonderful and fantastic evening. I know we are because we have current 2023 quarterback commit Chris Parson in the crib tonight. Yes, sir. What up, man? How's it How's it going up there? No school tomorrow. What's up? Yeah, I'm chilling, man. No school tomorrow. Uh, it's been a, It's been a good week for me, just you know, working out things like that. Um, school's been going well, and then for it to cap off with no school tomorrow, I'm, I'm doing pretty good on this end, man. That's uh, got to be nice. I remember being in high school, and whenever school was canceled, that was life-changing for me. Yeah, it's a Usually, good feeling. It wasn't about snow, though, and ice on the streets. <laughs> it was about hurricanes and storms coming through. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, felt, it felt good because I know I was just going to play video games until probably 2 a.m. So. That's, that's probably going to be me tonight, video games and movies. That's yep. Probably, that's what I'm on tonight, man, so. Let's we'll talk about the NCAA because I'm sure the fans want to know about the road to glory. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, Dustin has me on Snapchat, so like he he's been he's been he's been watching it, but uh, <laughs> I'm dialed in. I think like maybe like one of the last regular season games of the season, mm-hmm. uh, a friend had came up to me and I had been asking for a long time, you know, if anybody had an Xbox 360 for sale or something like that, and. It's kind of rare now because everybody has PlayStation 4s, 5s, and things like that. So um, I found somebody who had an Xbox 360, and uh, I ended up buying uh, NCAA 13 so I could play college football with Florida State. And so uh, probably Christmas break, I had a lot of time on my hands. So I did the Road to Glory Dynasty mode, created my own player, played the high school games at Ravenwood, and went to Florida State, won three national championships, two Heisman trophies, and so – um, it's been fun, man, just, you know, playing the game with FSU and playing inside Doe Campbell and stuff like that. It's been real fun. So it's just something, you know, to buy time and just, you know, something as one of my hobbies just to chill back and relax. So, yeah. Nate, did you have uh, NCAA uh, EA Sports back in your day? 
I don't want to bring up anything too, you know, hurtful, but did they have that back in your day? Nah, man. You know, back when, back in my day, you know, we had Atari and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Of course, dude. Well, come on, man. So, Chris, <laughs> Chris, the, the joke on here is that I'm old. I was starting to see that. I could tell by that question. I was starting to, I was starting so, to get that feeling. But, 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 but the thing is, you know, you know, these young cats don't know that, you know, put me on the controller, whether it's Xbox, PlayStation, Sega Genesis, I don't care. I'm going to smoke anyone in NCAA. Right. That's a, that's right. a bet. That's a okay. bet. For sure. So, Who no, showed but, you turn last uh, week, Nate? 44. Uh, that, and, uh, you don't and, look. And, and, I look a day above 20, okay? Just the <laughs> day of the day, man. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, nah, man, but I was playing that back when, you know, I, I used to just throw Peter Work um, outside screens to just dominate people. Six. That's yeah. easy. Yeah. Things. Just a straight out bubble screen to Peter Work, and that was a touchdown every time. Yeah, for sure. That was pretty much the thing in real life, too. Yeah, but I I stopped playing Xbox when they stopped making that game, so that's the only reason why I had Xbox. Yeah, uh, same, I, same for me. I tried Call of Duty. Um, I got really my wife bought it for me for Christmas one year. Okay. Um, it lasted about twenty five minutes. I threw it out the back window because I couldn't <laughs> kill. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Th- 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 those aren't my games. I'm more like. Madden NCAA, that's it. Yeah, that's the same with me. I hopped on, I hopped on GTA for a little bit. Yeah, I played it like one summer, but Madden, that was that's 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 what that's that's my game right there, man. And then when I got NCAA back, I've been on that heavy. So Madden's kind of like second place right now. But yeah, Madden NCAA, those those my games, man. The football games for sure. Yeah. Well, what does this evening? BZ just joined in. He's on an incredible losing streak to any kind of venue he watches Listen, a Florida man. State Athletics I, game. I mean, it is absolutely unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> no, you're on now. Man. What it's is like your streak? Because it bro. includes football, too. It includes football. Also. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh, no, it includes the Clemson game. I think it's on six. If we're, if, we're, if we're including football, I think it's on six. Because it's Notre Dame at Wake. Ah. <laughs> uh, at Clemson, wow. both football and basketball, South Carolina basketball, oh, and man. Georgia Tech basketball. It's bad right now. Chris, we got to <laughs> stop letting him go to games. Need you to stay at home, bro. Please. <laughs> or, or we got to have the uh, the kid, Kaysen. We got to have the little kid, Kaysen, come watch the game with him. That may be. That, that might fix it. fix it. Yeah, for sure. No, you- see, no, what's happening is that this, the, the galaxy is realigning. Nate, basketball. I don't want to hear your theories about basketball. is going to be garbage. Basketball is going to be garbage again. So. Football to take its rightful place. Okay, okay, yeah, that's what's happening <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Football yeah. is taking its rightful spot back to the elite. Uh, yeah, the new blood thing was fun. It was cool, but it's over. For sure, I like I, I like that. I like that idea right there. That's a good I way. I do not like that idea. Beasy <laughs> does not like that. Not a fan of that idea. Oh man. Well, uh, let me introduce everybody. Dustin Lewis is up there, lead writer. An editor at nolgamedy.com. We've got Chris up there, like we mentioned earlier, 2023 quarterback committed next to me. We've got Austin Beasy, lead basketball writer, going through some rough times right now. And then Nate Greer, lead recruiting insider. We're here, gentlemen. Been looking forward to having Chris on for a while now. He just wrapped up a visit not too long ago where we went and interviewed him and got to see him hanging out with Tokar. That's probably where I'm going to start it off, Chris. Talk about maybe your visit, how it went. You told us afterwards that that felt like you were royalty. It was a lot different than what it was the past uh, season. This was this was a real deal. Yeah, man. Uh, that, was, that was my favorite visit. You know, like, that was the best visit I've ever had. It was 
it was even better than the visit that I had in June before I committed. You know, the visit that made me want to commit to Florida State. And so, uh, but yeah, it was awesome, man. Just getting back to Tallahassee, being with the coaches, getting getting to spend time with Coach Tokars. Um, it was it was great, man. I, I spent time with AJ Duffy. I was in his dorm just chilling with him and things like that. We went out to go eat, got on the board with Coach Tokars, you know, Coach Atkins, the photo shoot, being around with other players, getting the tour. Uh it was awesome, man. I, I, I enjoyed my time down there for sure. And uh yeah, it, it was it was a great experience for my whole entire family, and uh, I'm ready to get back March 5th for sure. So I I, I want to ask a follow up question. Uh, you know, the question that's been in my mind is, you know, um, that video that came out. Yeah. Know, shout out to FSU Production. That was a really it was a nice. Boris video. did his thing on that, man. Yeah, that, was, so that that was that was real nice. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to get right. That? To, I want to get right to the right to the Kobe quote. Oh, yeah. I, I I've retweeted that a few times. Oh, yeah, you know, um, so is that something that you've used before? Is that the first time you because you, you said it was just like it, like it was an everyday thing for you? Mm-hmm. So, so this kind of like how it all went down. So, Coach Tokars and I, we, we talk a lot, and so, um, we were just talking one day, and I said something about Kobe, and uh, he kind of like opened up more about it to me how he admires Kobe as well. So, like, we were just talking about Kobe, and then uh, you know. Another time we were on the phone, um, he was just giving me the rundown of what the visit was going to be like. And he was like, you're going to do this. You know, we got this planned out. Is there anything you would want to do? And then he brought up the the video and, like, the pictures and photo shoots and things mm-hmm. like that. He was like, you have any ideas? I was like, yeah, I got I got the perfect idea. So I texted him, like, the, the Kobe quote. And mm-hmm. then I went and found the video where I had saw it from. It was like a TED talk that Kobe was having. Yeah. And so that just popped up in my brain. I was like, that would be super dope. And then... This is without me, like, even knowing, you know, about, like, Forrest mm-hmm. and how he was going to do the whole video. But once I once I told Coach Tokars about that, he kind of got back with them, with the media crew. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you saw, like, during my photo shoot, I was taking pictures with um, the Larry O'Brien, the Davey O'Brien trophy, James' mm-hmm. trophy, you know, doing the pose like Kobe, laying on the ball and things like that. So I had chose to do that quote. I felt like it would be good as far as recruiting and things like that. I figured a lot of crews were going to see this, you know, with me mm-hmm. posting on Twitter and Instagram. So, uh, but yeah, that I feel like it was a really great idea. You know, Forrest, like I said, he did a real good job on the video. That video, man, it's hard. So, uh, but yeah, I've watched it so many times, man. It's super mm-hmm. dope. And, uh, but yeah, you know, that was just something that, you know, I kind of had come to my brain. I told Coach Tokars about it and he made it happen. So, yeah. How's your relationship with Tokars? Obviously, new named as the, uh, quarterbacks coach uh, there in Tallahassee. Uh, how is that relationship building? We saw y'all go off to lunch, like you had mentioned, and mm-hmm. uh, spending some time with some other staff members. But how is that building the relationship? Because you go from Kenny Dillingham, which you were also right. close with too, and then right. you move over to Tony Tokars. How is that relationship uh, going with him? It's been it's been awesome so far, man. Coach Tokars, that's my guy. Um, I, ha- I had a good relationship with Coach Dillingham, but I can say like. As of right now, like my relationship with Coach Tokars, man, it's, it's grown tremendously. Like him and I, we were cool. We talked a few times. I had got his number back when I visited in June, and he was just, you know, like, you know, sometimes Coach Dillingham might be busy, just hit me up and things like that. And there was other times where I called throughout the year, I call Coach Dillingham, and he'll be busy. So Coach Tokars to answer the phone, and I'll talk to him and things like that. Then I was with him, you know, after the Miami game, we were just chilling in the, in the lounge talking. But, you know, ever since he's gotten promoted, you know, him and I, we've been talking every day 
FaceTiming almost every other day. I was actually supposed to call him today after school. I forgot. So I'm gonna probably hit him after this. But um, but yeah, the relationship's been great, man. He's he's super cool. Um, I feel real comfortable, you know, around him and things like that. And it's just it's been it's been great. And uh I'm glad that he he got promoted to QB coach and I can't wait to, you know, get up there and learn from him even more. Yeah. What about Coach Atkins? How was it spending some time with Florida State's new offensive coordinator when you were down here a few weeks ago? And I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that as well. Coach, Coach Atkins, man, he, he's good people. Um, I've talked to him on the phone multiple times. Um, I remember when I visited the first time in June, last June, and just being around him, it was always fun, you know, just being around him. He was like the life of the party. And so uh, once I got there, you know, few weeks ago it was it was the same thing man coach Atkins he's good people he came up to my school chopped it up with him again just spent time with him he, he's great people man I'm, I'm 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 excited to you know one day play for those two guys and uh yeah like I said he, he's real good people man I love I love you know being around him just talking to him and things like that and my relationship with him has gotten better you know ever since he's gotten promoted as well before I get to Khalil's question on here and also donation what really do you think makes coach Atkins stand out because we, we hear kind of general things. He does a great job. He's building relationships, but what really is making him go to where he's going outside of his uh, position group and able to grab guys or at least help reel them into Tallahassee. What is the difference with coach Atkins now also being promoted as a co-offensive coordinator? And into this yeah, I, I feel like this is like, it's the way he connects with the players. Um, I've heard, you know, multiple players, they gave me like the rundown on coach Atkins and things like that. And, None of them were wrong. I heard nothing but good things about him. And just being around him, it all translates. Um, he connects with me really well. He knows how to talk to me and things like that. And uh, he, he's fun. He's fun to be around. You know, he's not boring. He's not lame or anything like that. And he also knows what he's talking about. So, um, you know, when you get all those things, you know, built in one, um, you know, that's, that's that's a perfect match for me. And so uh, I feel like his connection with the players, um, you know, just with him being, you know, on a coach's standpoint and also as like a friend standpoint and things like that, I feel like it, it correlates well. And uh, I feel like that's, you know, that's played a big role in him being able to, you know, recruit guys and, you know, kind of bring the whole offense together, you know, with him being the O-line coach last year, but now with him being the offensive coordinator. So I, I think it's a perfect match with him, you know, being able to connect with players and things like that. Mm -hmm. That's a good question here. And also appreciate the 20 bomb from Khalil. He's saying Parson is criminally, underrated talent i did see the max preps uh post on your ig story too i'll bet i might bring that up here oh, next uh, but max preps left you out oh, of the top man. 10 and that uh that rating there and don't worry nate the next year yeah. he'll do his advocating for you and he'll make sure that the campaign I, I, i'm a great advocator dude. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> it, 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 i'm the reason why chavis hunter ascended to number one in, in, in the country Okay. People, yeah. people finally listened to what I was what I was saying about him being, you know, the best player that I had ever seen. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've been doing this probably for almost longer than you've been alive, but probably, yeah. <laughs> but probably, yeah, you know, <laughs> but uh, you know, you know, he's special talent. You know, it sucks what what happened, but you yeah. know. You know, you know, before I get too fired up about that. No, so. no, it's going to go in. So <laughs> the question here, Khalil's asking you, who are some of the teams outside of FSU's normal opponents that you'd like to play against for a championship? When Man, FSU? that's, that's, that's a I shouldn't say championships. I shouldn't say championship. I should say championships, I should say. That's that's a good question. Um, that is. Man, uh, Alabama for sure. 
Uh, I feel like with Nick Saban being there, they're always going to have great talent and they're always going to get coached up well. So I feel like that'll be a really good opponent. Um, probably now with like USC, with Lincoln Riley going there, I feel like they're going to get a lot of players, especially like on the West Coast and things like that. So um, I feel like that'll be a good, good, you know, team to want to play against. In the yeah, and, and, and you know, he has no defense. So you'd be exactly. able to put up, you know, put up 50 on him. Exactly. Yeah, we, <laughs> I'm sure. That's, yeah, that, that'd be perfect. You know, putting yeah. up points and winning games. That'd be yeah. perfect. So, uh, but yeah, um, when I think of a question like that, Alabama, uh, USC, those are the ones that come to mind, you know, outside of the ACC. So, uh, yeah, you know, we got LSU. I don't know how well they're going to be. Uh, but, you know, teams like that, those are definitely teams I, I love to play against. Yeah. So, I, going, I, I, go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to just go back kind of to your visit, too. While you were there, you were doing some recruiting on your own. I know I saw you talk to us about leaving your golf cart and going and talking with a certain target, uh, one yeah. that we know a family of. Uh, Carlos Williams, mm -hmm. uh, former national champion. Yep. Uh, talk to us about your visit going into recruiting. You're now a bell cow. You tweeted uh, yep. yesterday, last night, saying now it's now it's my turn. Now it's Tribe 23. We've got to build oh, yeah. this thing. Kind of take us through the visit there, recruiting, and then you know heading into now. This is it's officially now turned to 2023 in the class there. Yes, sir. Uh, I was with Tyler Williams uh, for most of the visit. Um, it was great being around him. We got. To the facility we got to the you know the indoor around the same time um just meeting him we had text a few times before the visit and then you know meeting him he was real cool chill laid back um while we were on the cart i would just ask some questions you know football questions and things like that and he was starting to open up a lot and uh he's real good people man he's a tremendous talent but i like him a lot even more as a person so uh, it was great getting a chance you know to be around him i talked to a lot more recruits man there was some guys up there some real big time linemen um, and, you know, most of them are going to be coming back March 5th. So um, I'm really excited about that. We're going to have more guys in town March 5th. And I feel like, you know, March 5th, that's going to be a real big day for us as far as, you know, getting guys in there and putting our best mm -hmm. foot forward as to what FSU has to offer. So, um, but, yeah, uh, I feel like, you know, it's about to start heating up, man. Uh, you know, signing day is over with. It ended Wednesday. So it's, it's our time. And it's time to, you know, ramp this thing up, start getting guys to join the trial so we can do something special. I wanted to ask. I don't know, you know, it, you know. Tom Lemming's a little bit of an older, older guy like me. You know, been around the block for a while. But uh -huh. um, you know, he had an interview with uh, a Tallahassee beat writer. I saw that. And, yeah. You know, you know kind of talking about how, you know, the recruits in Florida are really digging FSU. But you know, we've always talked about on here. You know, Florida State's got to win. Um, yeah. You know, you know, they got to show it on the field, and that's what it comes right. down to. Um, I think the people who follow the program closely and, and you can probably speak on it more than we can because you get more of a um, interaction with them. But I, I'm a believer that Norvell is a, a great offensive mind. I think he's a great evaluator. Um, I think that he's going to get it to where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. um, but talk real quick about how, you know, Florida State really needs, does need to improve on the field and, and how you look at that and when you try to attract the talent to come play with you. Yes, sir. Well, you know, uh, like as far as my, myself, um, I look at myself and I consider myself a winner. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, a lot of the guys around me, uh, they want to come in and they want to win games. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm real confident in Coach Norville. I'm real confident in Florida State. I feel like this year with his third year being there, I feel like we're going to have a really good season, especially with the transfers that we've gotten in so far. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with a lot of the guys in 2022 uh, graduating early and already enrolling. So, 
Um, I feel like it's going to be a really good year for us. And I feel like, you know, we're going to see a lot of guys, you know, hopping on to try 23 once mm-hmm. they see us win football games. And so, uh, you know, for us, we have to go out there and we have to produce. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that Coach Norville and the rest of the staff, they're going to get that done. Um, I believe in the players that's there at Florida State already. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens this year. And, and I guess my, my follow-up question is that, you know, I know Dustin and I talk to recruits more than, you know, the other guys on here. Uh-huh. But, you know, it, it's a lot of comments about the energy the staff brings compared to other schools. And that's not yep. a knock on other coaches. That's not a knock on other programs, you know. That's, mm. it, it's just a, a constant thing that we hear is that, you know, right. how active and how energetic they are. Right. So, like – Norvell getting these guys on campus, it gives him an opportunity to kind of present and show what he's really about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I can second that. Florida State, really big on energy. And I feel like that plays a big role in recruiting. Um, I know I felt it for sure when I came and visited last year um, with the whole staff, you know, out there waiting on me. Like, once I, once I got off the golf cart, I just felt it. Like, it wasn't like any other visit I had had before that. And there was no visit that I took after that that, you know, there's still a chance. Um, the feeling is just different. And, uh, you know, this whole staff, it's just great energy with everyone. Um, they show a lot of love. I won Offensive Player of the Year in my district here in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember having, like, the whole entire offensive staff text me, like, at different times personally, just congratulating me and things like that. So I definitely feel the love. I feel like that's a big part of Florida State and what they're all about. And uh, the energy is really important, and I feel like that's going to be, you know, a big factor in us getting players, and I feel like that's going to be a big factor in us winning games in the future. Mm-hmm. There's a question down here from Mendoza. Speaking of energy, what kind of energy do you want to have here? Which rival <laughs> do you want to beat the most, UF or Miami? And I feel like I know this one. I feel like I know, know this <laughs> I want to be both. I want to destroy both of them. But uh, – <laughs> Which one I look forward to most? Uh, whenever I'm on my Twitter or on like Instagram, I see a lot of Miami fans talking. Of about course. This. So yeah. um, <laughs> I probably have to have to say I look forward to beat Miami more than Florida. But I want, like I said, I want to beat both. I want to destroy both, and I don't want it to be close. But uh, Miami for sure. They talk too much, bro. So. Even making VZ basketball smile. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, my my Miami for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're the 20 years in a row offseason defending national champions. 20 straight years. Every year, every year since the national title is going to be next year, next year, next year. You know, not, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to get on a diet job if I keep going, but, you know, there's a reason why they don't have a full coaching staff right now. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah. That's. Let them handle it right there, man. Yeah. You said it right there. <laughs> I hope, I hope Rakus are on here as well because I've been preaching that same message to them. I mean, mm-hmm. We're yeah. five yeah. weeks out from spring and they don't have a full coaching staff yet. They yeah, just, they just hired a retread defensive coordinator who <laughs> has had six jobs in five years or whatever it is, something ridiculous. So, I mean, I can go on and on. We can talk about Miami can. for a while. Yeah, yeah. offensive coordinator, to, no wide receivers coach. Yeah, oh, tough, tough scenes, tough scenes down. Their, their offensive line coach has to sit in a booster seat. No, no, when he drives his car. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, like, all I can say is, all I can say is, from that right there, I, me being a Florida State commit and playing at Florida State someday, I, I know who my my quarterback coach is, and I know mm-hmm. who my offensive coordinator is, and yeah, 
So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. So. I like that. <laughs> Mark is asking here. So Chris, what does the tradition at FSU mean to you? And how do you envision your career playing out as a Seminole great? Um, the tradition at FSU, man, it's, it's everything, man. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's everything. I've, I've been watching Florida State games since I was a little kid. Um, my cousin played at Florida State. I remember being seven, eight years old. My dad used to show me this video. He showed me this video one time on, on YouTube. It was like a highlight mixtape of Warwick Dunn, Dion, uh, Peter Warwick, mm -hmm. yeah, and my cousin. And I, I kid you not, I I watched the video probably like five times every single day for about three, four years. Like the song on the highlight video, I know it word for word. Now it's one of my favorite songs ever. I just watched that video, man, and I kind of knew then. I was like, I want to play at Florida State. Like it's just something different. And then you know the tomahawk chop. Like I've been so I've been so invested in this for such a long time, man. It, it means everything to me. And you know, with with the great quarterbacks that have played at Florida State, with you know Charlie Ward, uh, Chris Winkie, you know Jameis. Um, I kind of look at it for me like you know Kobe with the Lakers. Like there have been greats that played before Kobe, but you know he has to go up there and he has to you know build his own legacy, which he did. And uh, uh, the way I envision my career playing out at FSU, man, I I want to be looked at as the best quarterback to to come through Florida State. You know, it's been some great ones. I want to look at myself and be considered the best to ever come through. I want to win Heisman's. I want to win national championships. I don't want to lose. So. Um, whenever I think of, you know, how I want my career to play, I want it to be nothing but great things. And I want to just make an impact and leave no doubt whenever I leave that, hey, he, he came in and, and he did something that we've never seen before. So, yeah. What what does Florida State got to do to get T-Buck back, back in tally? Man, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. That's, that, that's, a, that's a Coach Norville mm -hmm. question. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not so <laughs> sure of, you know. We've had two yeah. on here, and he's he, and he sound, but he was still at Mississippi State. But he did his recruiting a lot in Tallahassee. But he did mention, you know, he said he's no blooded. It's in our intro of the podcast. Oh, yeah. He's no yeah. blooded, yeah. you know. He I, and he said I, a lot I, I of positive things about Florida State. Yeah, Tallahassee. I, people people don't know this, but um, back when I was, you know, when I dropped my top eight, um, he was talking to my dad, you know, a lot, and he was just like, man, like Florida State, man, like, and this was back when he was at Ole Miss. He was like. Florida State, like I'm, I'm not gonna tell him what to do, you know, as far as his decision. But I know I, I, I really love it if he was in an FSU uniform. So he's been nothing but supportive, man. And you know, with me being a Florida State commit now, and our whole family on that side of the family, they've been showing a lot of love and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been awesome, man. It's been awesome. So that that Michigan game, I was crap. I was, I was like 12 years old. Yeah. And I remember I was watching it with Michigan people. And when he picked that pass off, I think that's the first time I really was like talking legit smack talk yeah. to people who I've never met before. Yeah. Doing the hollering when, when he picked that pass off. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've watched that video a lot of times um, with him picking it off. I think he caught it on Desmond Howard yep. uh, when he picked it off. And uh, just making a big play, man. That's, that's, that's when you come to Florida State, you got to make those type of players to be considered a legend there. You know, he did those things. So hopefully I can get up there and, you know, second that. Carol's asking on here, uh, are you enrolling early? Do you plan on early enrolling to Florida State? I do plan. I will be enrolling early. Uh, around this time next year, I'll already be in Tallahassee. Um, I've been ahead of my classes since 
since freshman year. I was taking high school classes in eighth grade. My dad was kind of, he saw before I did. So, you know, I've always been in advanced classes, knocking classes out and things like that. And it's starting to come to an end for me. Uh, my senior year next year, um, I have a real smooth schedule, uh, pretty much just, you know, playing football and getting ready to get to Tallahassee. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be enrolling early. I'll be an early graduate. And, uh, yeah, I'll be, in, I'll be in Tallahassee come January. When did you know that you were going to, like, truly – truly know that you were going to play in the next level. Like when, like when did it come together for you that, Hey, this is going to be a real thing for me. Oh man. That's, that's a good question. Um, for me, like football, ever since I was six years old, like it's always kind of felt easy to me. So like, I kind of just, you know, envision myself like, Hey, I'm better than these guys. And then, uh, people used to be like, well, when you get to middle school, it's not going to be, it's not going to be that easy. So I'd be like, okay, bet. And I just work my tail off and just, train and my dad had me working out and he'll get me with the right people and then i'll get to middle school and then boom and then they're like oh when you get to high school it's going to be tougher and things like that and i just continue to put in work and then you know here we are now so i feel like i kind of knew i was going to be able to play at the next level um when i was in like seventh eighth grade that's kind of when i when it kind of hit me when i was like hey if i keep if i keep putting in the work and doing the right things um Offers are going to start rolling in. And uh, my freshman year, um, freshman on varsity, uh, I was at Duncanville High School. That's unheard of. You know, at Duncanville, there's so many kids, man. There's so much talent. If you're a freshman playing JV, that's that's super impressive. So for me to be a freshman on varsity, a good, fan of, a good uh, friend of mine, Lantra Turner, him and I, we were the first two freshmen to ever be on varsity at Duncanville. So people were kind of taking notice like, whoa, and then, we used to blow teams out and I used to come in and play the whole second half and I used to go in and do my thing. And, you know, it started, you know, buzzing around like, Hey, this guy's going to be something special. And then, um, the game I kind of blew up was, you know, semifinal game starting quarterback got hurt second quarter had to come in and lead us to victory. And that night I got offered as soon as I got home by Kansas. And then the next week played in the state championship game, Illinois state rolled in. Then I got Iowa like two weeks later and, after that, it's just it's been rolling ever since. So um, I kind of always had it in the back of my mind that, you know, I, I could play at the next level one day just, you know, with me, you know, getting better throughout the years and, you know, my competition, you know, feeling the same almost throughout the years and things like that. But um, it kind of felt more real whenever I got that first offer. So um, I'm a blessed individual, man, and I'm just happy to be in this position. I'm just going to keep working hard. I wanted to ask, um, you know, you've developed a friendship with Jordan Travis. Mm -hmm. You've got a relationship with A.J. Duffy as well. And, you know, if all goes as expected, both of those guys will be back um, this season. You're going to be a true freshman. So just mm -hmm. how excited are you to work with them and compete with them once you do get to Florida State? I'm, I'm excited, man. Uh, both two great players. Um, I'm excited. You know, once I get to Florida State, I'm excited to go in and, and compete and learn and uh, just be the best person I can be day in and day out. Um, you know, Jordan, he, he has a lot of experience, um, you know, being in Coach Novell's offense. AJ's there now. He graduated early so he could, you know, learn and things like that. So um, I'm looking forward to, you know, getting there, competing, and, you know, being the best player I can be day in and day out. So I, I got a question. Yeah, I got lots of questions. Um, so No, th you never do. Th third and 15. Mm -hmm. Game's on the line. What, what, what's your call? 
what, what, what do you what do you call him? That's 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 a good that's a good question. Um, man, uh, mm. it's it's so many plays. Don't, don't tell me whatever the coach says. <laughs> well, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> uh, well, well, what do you want? Like what? We're like, all right, I got this. Man, uh, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, probably you know drive concept. You know outside receiver, big post. Probably got a dig from the inside. Um, backside inside receiver with a drag. You know. Backside outside receiver probably would have come back at probably like 17 coming back to 15. Uh, that was one of my favorite concepts, you know, my freshman year. And uh, that was actually the concept I threw my first touchdown on. I kind of talked to Coach Tokar about that whenever I was there. Mm. Um, I like that concept a lot. Uh, four verticals, you know, depending on the coverage, you know, you can always make that work and things like that. Mm. And so uh, that was probably the main two. Um, you know, in my offense here at Ravenwood, we got a lot of good plays drawn up and things like that. So, uh, you know, it's, it's so many plays you can use, but the probably the drive concept, you know, reading the mm-hmm. safety and things like that, and then four verticals, I feel like those will probably be two that are, that'll be good for 30 to 15, for sure. Mm-hmm. This is a question from Taylor asking, uh, Chris, what player inspires you the most? Uh, that's a that's a really good question. Uh, what player? Uh, I would probably have to say uh, Russell Wilson, you know, with his talent on the field and the way he carries himself as well. Um, he's another guy that studied Kobe so much, and uh, I've, I've tried my best to you know learn from him as much as I could. Um, just looking at his workout videos, um, hopping on his podcast, listening to him talk with other greats. Um, he used to r- dangerous talk or something like that on YouTube. I used to tune into that and try to learn from him, man. And you know, with him being a Christian guy, man of faith, and you know, being in the NFL, um, he's inspired me a lot. Um, and so I try my best, you know, study him and things like that. And so, uh, Definitely Russell Wilson. I can also say Kyler Murray. Uh, with Kyler Murray, you know, being, you know, arguably one of the greatest Texas high school football, greatest high school football players ever, never losing a game. You know, I kind of, whenever I first got to high school, I kind of wanted to, you know, just kind of envision myself like being like Kyler, playing the state championship, winning state championships. Unfortunately, I lost whenever I got there, but just being in that moment, you know, and you know, realizing that Kyler Murray did, especially at his height at 5'10", um, that's something that's definitely inspired me for sure. Mm-hmm. I lose. We yeah, lost Nate. Nate, 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 Nate had all the questions. I thought. Yeah. I thought Nate had all the questions. He's just oh, he's got. He's like he's back. There's plenty in the chat for you to pull muted. up. <laughs> yeah, what they what they talking about? The I'm back. I'm back. Oh, there. Oh, there. There. There's. There's a ton that, that you can go and answer this nil yeah. one because I think this is pretty big right now with all this stuff going on, but. How about NIL to you, Chris? How much, you know, you're, this is still fresh to you. It's fresh to everybody. But how much does NIL play a factor in your recruiting? Um, in my recruiting, uh, I mean, it, play, it plays a big factor. But, I mean, I'm, no, no school can, you know, sway me with, with money. I mean, I, I, know, I, know where I, I know where I want to be. So, uh, mm-hmm. as far as NIL, I'm only talking to Florida State about NILs. And, you know, I've been discussing this with my family and, you know, They've been helping me out a lot with this, you know, because it's, it's about to be here, you know, soon enough. And so yeah. um, we've just been, you know, trying to learn and things like that so I can, you know, make the best decisions for myself and put myself in the right positions and things like that and do what's best for me. Um, as far as recruiting, is plays a really big role in recruiting now as far as players and things like that. Um, it's, the, it's the name of the game now, you know, college players are allowed to make money off their, off their name, image, and likeness. So um, I feel like it's going to play a big role in recruiting especially with getting players and things like that. Um, so 
um, yeah, it, it's, it's changed the game tremendously. Um, so, yeah, as far as NIL for me, though, um, as far as like, you know, getting swayed to another school, it, it doesn't it doesn't affect me at all. But you know, I'm just with the people, my circle in Florida State, just trying to do what's best for me. It's about time, though, that, you know, kids in college get a chance to absolutely to make money, you know, because it's so regulated. They can't work when they're in right. season and all this stuff. It's about time that. Exactly. You know, that, 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 you know, players that play in these big time programs that make hundreds of million, millions of dollars can make a little bit of a little bit of money in order to support themselves. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's been a long time coming, man. And, then, you know, you know the, the universities, they make a lot of money, you know, with fans, you know, paying tickets, you know, and things like that to come watch us play. So I think it's only right that, you know, we get a portion of that as well. Mm hmm. Question on here from Mendoza asking: Any former FSU player that you're look for, you're looking forward to meeting that you haven't interacted with yet? And I think that, there's a few of them. I think you got like a lot of them. I think. Yeah, I, I do. I do have a lot. Um, Long list. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably the first one on my list is Jameis. Uh, Jameis for sure. Um, he was kind of the guy that you know for me being a young kid. You know, I didn't get to actually watch Charlie Ward play. I didn't get to actually watch Chris Winkie play. And so it kind of, for me, it went Christian Ponder, uh, EJ Manuel, and then Jameis. You know, Jameis was the one that, you know, brings Florida State to a national championship and things like that. So he was kind of he was kind of the one that I looked up to a lot whenever I was growing up and things like that. So um, for sure, Jameis. Um, I've, been in, I've been in contact with Charlie Ward a lot lately. Um, I was blessed to get his number earlier this weekend. He's been a great mentor for me already so far. We've texted almost every single day. Um, he's giving me words of advice and just, you know, just us chopping it up, just talking and having a regular conversation. It's been great. Um, DeAndre Francois, I, I met DeAndre when I came to a Florida State camp when I was in seventh grade. And uh, I came the next year and then uh, he remembered me. And then after that, you know, we just connected on Instagram. I ended up getting a follow back in like eighth grade and, you know, he's, he's just been a great mentor to me, man. I, you know, he helps me out with a lot of things, just giving me advice and telling me about Florida State and things like that and what he enjoyed and things like that. So, um, yeah, uh, I've, I've had a good relationship with DeAndre, but as far as, you know, a player that I haven't met yet that I want to interact with, Jameis for sure. Mm -hmm. I, I want to give a shout out to all the Miami Hurricane fans that are in the comments, know, in, in the comments, you know, <laughs> trying there to, you, go. you know, trying, trying to, to do the recruiting here do live. Whatever. For we already addressed that, Alice. You know, yeah, you got to back up man. the YouTube. You got to back up yeah, the YouTube so, stream and hear what, uh, Miami, what Chris said. <laughs> Miami. I like so, to have a talk with the QB coach first. <laughs> oh, they don't have one. Never mind. Damn, <laughs> damn, Alice. Tough yeah. seats. Well, we usually have you know, Miami fans usually don't have anything to do because they're not usually at the school that they're fans for. So yep. they come on to YouTube lives and. Rile everybody up, but it's no, good. It adds you, up the I'll, I'll decline. Yeah, no I'm thank here you. for the analytics, baby. Keep bumping it up. But make who, sure you hit the like button though first before you. Who, who's the uh, right now? Because you know, targets change. You know, guys shoot up onto the radar. All that stuff happens. It's a long cycle. But who are like three guys you you really want to see join? The you know tribe twenty three. Who who do you? Who do you want to come play with you? Jalen Brown, mm. uh, Santana Fleming, um, Hakeem Williams, three big-time receivers. Um, you look at Jameis when he won a national championship. Mm -hmm. He had guys around him that could make plays. He had Kelvin Benjamin, 
on Rashad Green. He had guys like Kermit Whitfield, uh, Travis Rudolph, and things like that. So, um, and then including the linemen, man, you can't even forget about the mm -hmm. linemen. You know, we we got a good group of linemen in the class of 2022. Mm -hmm. uh, looking to do the same thing for 2023, but Jalen Brown, Santana Fleming, Hakeem Williams, Tyler Williams, those those they know what the deal is, man. Yeah. Do something special. If they want to do something special, Florida State is the place to be. I want to play with those guys. Um, I've been recruiting them heavy. Um, I've been doing my part. Mm -hmm. Now it's just up to them to make the decision. So, so Jalen Brown is Jamar Chase 2.0. Man, straight beast. No, he is, man. Like he's yeah, he's he's special. If, 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 if y'all haven't watched his highlight film, man, like he's special. Go, yeah, go 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 check out Jalen's highlights from this past season. It's incredible, man. He he's a great talent for sure. And I want to play with him. He knows that. So yeah. And you know. You know, being a Florida State guy, you know, someone asked about, you know, like, who do you want, you know, who inspires you? I don't know if you ever watched uh, Dustin's highlight film, man, you know, when he was a high school man. <laughs> that is uh, some top flight film, man. Oh, yeah. Highlight, Lewis, what man. highlight film? <laughs> <laughs> you were warming up the left side of the bench. Against, uh, <laughs> they put me in every now and then. I got some quality reps, you know. I yeah. deleted my huddle account, but it is what it is. They it deleted it. Black and white. Yeah. <laughs> <Black> and white. <laughs> sticking funny. with uh, sticking with Tribe Twenty Three. <laughs> <laughs> He's switching it quick. Yeah. That's hey, funny. I'm That's talking funny. here, Chris. We've talked about it. You know, being your time up now, going into your senior season. Yep. What gives you the confidence to be this bell cow, to be this leader of Tribe 23? Um, just, you know, understanding what I bring to the table. Uh, you know, I I feel like I'm the I'm the example that's that's gonna get players, you know, to want to come here. Um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna BS around. Um I wouldn't liar to any of those guys BS just to get them to come to my school. I'm whenever I'm talking to them, I'm sincere, I'm dead serious, I wanna win. And I know in order to win, you have to have a great coaching staff, which they already have at Florida State, and great players. And mm -hmm. you know, for us, to, for us to win games, we need we need players to come in and make a difference. Um, we saw that when we got great guys in the class of 2022. Um, Coach Norville and the staff they did a great job recruiting. And I want to keep this thing rolling with the class of 2023. Um, I know what I bring to the table, and I just want guys to come join me that you know that are special players that I know that can make a big difference. So um, that's been my pitch. Um, I'm not here to play games. I want to come in. I want to win. I want to make a difference. So that's what the deal is. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it right there. I, I'm interested to get your thoughts real quick on the on the transfer portal. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of changed the game uh -huh. for college and for for recruiting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, what what are your thoughts on uh, on that whole that whole thing? Uh, I feel like you know everybody right now they're just trying to do you know what's best what's best for them. And, uh, you know, the transfer portal as far as, like, schools and things like that has been a blessing and a curse for certain schools. Uh, for Florida State, it's kind of been a blessing. We've got a lot of great players, um, especially at the receiver position. And so, uh, but, yeah, um, I feel like it's just, you know, a bunch of people just trying to do what's best for them. Maybe they're not in the best situation at their college or, you know, whatever the case may be. As far as high school players, um, it has changed the game. Um, I know guys who – are really talented at the high school level who aren't getting as recruited as as they probably deserve to be because you know coaches are deciding you know 
hey, I could I could get this player to come in who's experienced, who's played college football for, for two years, and he can come in and make a difference right now instead of having to develop a player and things like that. But everyone's situation is different. Um, it's impacted a lot of lives and things like that and a lot of, you know, careers and things like that. But um, I just think it's a big mission of everyone trying to do what's best for themselves or, you know, as far as coaches and things like that, what's best for their program. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been hectic. I can't lie. Um, it's almost like free agency and things like that. So um, for me, you know, watching from the outside, it's been, you know, kind of entertaining. But at the same time, it's a serious matter. And, uh, you know, it's played a big role in college football. Yeah. Chris, you down to watch a little film to kind of yeah end for this sure. off? Yeah, let's do through it. Some, through some plays a little bit. It might be a little choppy at first. Yeah, but, for uh, sure. Let's we'll see it. how it comes through. But this is from your junior highlight film on Huddle. Yeah. It's a little choppy. Uh, that's good now. Uh, this play right here, this was the first play Oops. of the season, that, that first touchdown you guys saw. That, that was, was the first, first play. play? Wow. That was the first play of the season, my first pass of the season. Um. First, first pass at Ravenwood. Yeah, first pass at Ravenwood, touchdown. Uh, crazy moment. Uh, I'll never forget that moment, man. The crowd was so loud. It was hype, man. I felt like I was back in Texas, man. The student section was yeah. going crazy. It was awesome, man. So, But, yeah, we made a lot of good plays this year. Had great teammates around me. Who's seven? We got to shout out seven's name. Seven. Blake Irvin. That's my dog. Blake Irvin, right. man. Real talented. He's about to catch a touchdown right here, too. Um Super talented Damn. guy, super smart guy. Um, I enjoy playing with him. One of my closest teammates. I enjoy playing with him for sure. He, get, oh he gets open, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. He gets open. No doubt. Really uh, so I, I, I know you get ready to leave us, but I got one more question. What's up? Boneless <laughs> or bone in? Bone in. <laughs> Bone in for sure. Bone man. in. Thank you. <laughs> Thank I can't, you. I can't. My my brother. My brother's a boneless guy. I can't do. I can't do boneless. Like that's you basically just eating a big chicken nugget at that point. Uh, a fried chicken tender. You know what I mean? I I like the bone in. It makes it. It makes it feel like an actual wing, not just skin. I guess. Well, uh, Dustin and I are about to change the game. We're, oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're boneless buddies. So boneless know. buddies. <laughs> Talk. Yeah, about- I nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we ain't joining nah. that. Trust me. Gonna I can't do that. Happening. Nah, we're gonna get you a shirt, man. Come on, <laughs> a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about uh, this play right here, real quick, because this one you were able to hang on to this one for a while, and you ended up yeah. throwing this, which I did not see this coming. Yeah, this so- was this was a crazy play. It was 14 14 at this point, I think it was like three minutes left in the game. Um, mm-hmm. offensively, we had been struggling the whole night. We had been shooting ourselves in the foot. And then, uh, you know, defense stepped up big time throughout that game. We needed to score. Um, we had a play called. Um, I just rolled to the left. It kind of wasn't open. Then I saw Lee. He was open, but he turned around to, you know, break off his route. And I just wanted to extend the play. As I'm close by the sideline, my head was yelling at me. He was just like, yeah. throw it away, throw it away, throw it away. <laughs> like I could literally hear him like right there telling me to throw it away, but I saw Lee Molet last minute. Um, he just signed uh, yesterday. UConn, talented player, man, loves playing with him. He's super smart. He knows where to get. He knows how to get open. I saw him. I believed in him. Gave him a shot, and as you see, he made the he made the, the toe tap. Yeah, he got toe tap. Yeah, toe tap. Yeah, got both feet in. 
Carden was just so just so calm about it, man. He's such a great player, man. I enjoy playing with him, man. So I'm gonna miss him next year. But yeah, that, that was a crazy play, man. We needed that play. That that play right there saved our season for sure. First round. Yeah, I'm wow. sure. The, I'm sure the coaches were, you know, patting that helmet after. You know. Oh yeah, it was one of those like you know, like, what are you doing? What are yeah. you doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they're like, good play, good play, you know. But yeah, but. Yeah, don't do it again. It was one of those moments, but but we you're keeping done. We made it happen. You're, keep, you're keeping on balance here. I don't. I forget the frame right there. I mean, you're setting back up. You're getting off of your yeah. He, the dude, the dude tried to trip me. Yeah, he tried to he tried to trip me. I see. And so I just I just. But you're I able to. So you're myself. like this. Yeah. You're switching quick. Switch. Boom. Look at that. Yeah, you man. You have your back leg footing down, and you're just back to if you were back in the pocket. I've, I've worked that. That's the thing, man. With, yeah. my, with my trainer back in Dallas, you know, just them being like being chaos in the pocket and mm-hmm. just, you know, seeing somebody yeah. open, having, you know, get set quick and deliver a strike. And, you know, my hard work that it showed right mm-hmm. there on that tape, man. Uh, it's just, that's, that's what it is, man. I've just been working hard and, you know, a lot of the things that you guys see on tape, I've, I've practiced those things. And that's why, you know, whenever you see the tape or you watch the game, it just feels natural to me. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. yeah, that 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 ability has to be there for, in my opinion, quarterbacks. You know, on the next level, especially the pros. Absolutely, you, you got to be able to throw at mm-hmm. yeah. any angle. Got to be able. Mm-hmm. You got you got to be able to adjust. You got to be able to not to be able to step into every throw. You got to be able to. Right. Yeah, I've been. You got to be able to create. Right. I've been working on that since my freshman year. Um, my trainer kind of saw it. Before me, he was like, yo, by the time you get to the league, man, these guys are going to be super athletic, man. It's not going to be the same old seven-step drop, sit in the clean pocket, deliver the ball. So, um, yeah, I've, I've been working on that, and uh, it's, it's starting to – you know, you look at guys like Aaron Donald now. Like, Aaron Donald, he's insane. You know, it's <laughs> no quarterback whenever you're playing against the Rams. You're going to just be sitting there in a clean pocket, especially with Von Miller on the other side. So, uh, being mobile, being able to make plays and make, you know, weird throws at weird times and things like that with people grabbing you or people in your face or getting hit, mm-hmm. taking a shot. It's all a part of the game, man. So I, I've been, I've been working on that, you know, getting ready for the next level. And so, so yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a Rams fan. Cause I saw you starting to mention, you were just about to mention the whole, the whole roster there on the team there. Yeah. Super Bowl, Super Bowl. You've got Cam Akers, you've got Jalen, of course. And on the other side, you've got Auden Tate. Um, but how you feel about the uh, Rams going into this one? Uh, I'm pretty confident in the Rams. I feel like that that defense, man. I've, yeah, it's deadly, man. You got, like I said, Von Miller, you got Aaron Donald, then you got my guy Jalen Ramsey playing corner, man. That's that's a great matchup. That's a great lineup. Eric Weddle, mm-hmm. he's came in out of retirement and been balling. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, man, I, I, don't, I don't I don't see them losing. I'm also a, I'm a I'm a pretty big Joe Burrow fan now. I love watching him play. But I don't think I don't think him and Chase. I don't think they I don't think they have enough to beat the Rams as far as you know the Rams being great on offense and defense. And so, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see that play out. We got to wait another week, but I'm, I'm excited yeah. to watch that game for sure. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Any other question? I know Jen's asking here. What is what, your major? When you get to college, what is? What do you want to study? Have you figured that out? Yeah, broadcast journalism, communications. Uh, that's something I, I love to write. So I feel like that'll be right up my alley. And, you know, kind of like okay. you guys writing articles, yeah. things like that. Um, 
I kind of wanted to do that ever since I was younger, you know, watching first take and doing yeah. research on Stephen A. Smith, seeing how he started off as a writer and things like that. So um, that's always been something I wanted to do. And then, you know, working on ESPN or something like that, that'll be perfect for me, you know, being able to write, talk about sports at the same time. That's two birds with one stone. So that's something I definitely want to do. Uh, when I visited a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to, you know, the people, you know, that are over the education and they were kind of, you know, giving me insights and things like that, talking to my family about that. They talked about that last time when I visited in June as well. So uh, we got a pretty good plan. Um, they understand what I want to do once I get to Florida State and they're already working on it. Mm -hmm. Well, we're always looking for writers, so hit my line. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm like, <laughs> and then with us doing it, with us doing a journal now, man, it's starting to all. I, did, I know Dustin's already working you in there. Trust me. Yeah, Dustin's man, it's reeling you in. It's <laughs> reeling you in for content. Yeah. I, I asked Dustin where you got the idea from. Where you get the idea from, Dustin? I had it in my own head before I even met. No, 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 no. He just, he just happened to have the same idea, and then we met at some point. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm the originator. Just ironic. I, I, yeah. I, I did it with Lonnie Pryor back when he was a senior. You okay. Know, you know, it, 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 it's fun, though, because it gives people a little inside. It's that view, you know what? You know, yeah. Kids, kids, you know, at your level of, uh, of ball and yeah. things that you're going through it gets a little inside view of what you know what you experience i like that it's almost like you know with youtubers like vlogging it's yeah. kind of like that for me and the way that i want to do it with writing and things like that so yep um it's been awesome and i guess i'm considered a florida state writer now before i'm a florida state quarterback <laughs> you got your own profile and everything you yeah man. on there too i mean yeah. Dope, man. We're, we're doing the thing, man. We're doing it, bro. That's crazy. Got another one coming out in a couple weeks. So yep, right. we're going to have one coming out for the month of February. We're just going to keep this thing rolling, man. Um, mm -hmm. It was it was fun doing it, you know, for the month of January and things like that. And we're going to keep this thing rolling all the way until December. And then January, once I get to Florida State. So, um, yeah, y'all stay tuned for that. And uh, it should be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, y'all definitely go check it out. It's on our website if you just search on Google whenever the podcast ends yeah. uh chris parson si really it should it's come up pretty here. early on there yep. um but i was putting your ig on here if you want to shout out any kind of socials yeah yeah. Follow, yeah, man. IG. yeah follow follow me on instagram man y'all see the tag right there um 9.1k i'm trying to get the 10k man so um fsu fans y'all see it y'all go y'all go holler at me man uh so yeah i'm just should i bring this up hold up that pause, yeah. yeah, there was uh Max Preps, they put out their top 10 uh in the country, and they got a that seems like they got a lot of work to do, they got some uh changing to do. They say this, they say that. We're gonna see. Uh, are you gonna <laughs> you gonna try for Elite 11? Are you gonna do those camps? Oh, yes, sir. I'll be there. I've been training for that. That's part of the reason why I'm not playing baseball or basketball this year. Mm -hmm. Um, just training for that. I'm just doing track this off season, so I'll be running track and then just training for the lead eleven. Um, that's what I've been on, just you know, quarterback training, things like that. Um, changing my diet, eating eating better, eating healthier, working out two three times a day. Um, had track workouts uh, this afternoon after school. Um, in the mornings and things like that. I, I get up and I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I'm at the school at five forty, working out with my teammates. Um, then, you know, after school, we'll have track workouts, the receivers and I will stay after track and we'll throw routes with each other and things like that. Then I'll go after that workout, take some time off, knock out some homework, 
seven o'clock. I'm back with my my speed and agility trainer, working out in the gym and things like that. So um, we've been putting in work. Um, that post that y'all put up there with you know the top ten quarterbacks, mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's why I'm, that's why I'm working. That's that's exactly why I'm working. Um, sure enough, Tom's gonna tell. It's gonna be a point where everything's gonna be laid out in front of everybody for the world to see, and the real is gonna prevail. So that's all I got uh, tonight. I gotta step away real quick, but I gotta ask this. You know, we get kind of um, some flack by by FSU fans because some so, some of our podcast visitors we've uh, had some guys decommit from FSU. So, yeah. So you, you're gonna break that streak? You know, th- that's our bad uh, curse. You know. Yeah. For the the streak's gonna be broken, man. I you know people like the you know I see that a lot on Twitter. They like to mention you know. Former guys that were committed to Florida State, decommitting it, things like that. I don't think any of the guys that were committed to Florida State or the guys that decommitted have been as bought in that I've that I've been. Like mm-hmm. this isn't just something like, oh, I got recruited, I got offered by Florida State, I got recruited, I'm committing, I'm gonna take my official visit. Like this has been my life since like a kid. Like my bed, like my bed sheets, like my actual blanket is a Florida State blanket. Mm-hmm. Like my room in sixth grade was garnet and gold like i had my mom my mom actually had my room painted garnet with gold letters written around my room like i've I've been bought into this since i was a kid this isn't just something that i just woke up one day and was like oh i'm I'm a florida i'm a florida state fan like no i've had family play here um i've cried because of losses i remember being 10 years old crying because we lost in the rose bowl to oregon and marcus Mariota. like this isn't this is something I've, i've been bought into i remember the highs i remember the lows i remember I remember everything, man. So I did too. Um, I don't that game was ugly. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think any commit has been as bought in as I've been. Like when, when I made my decision to commit, like that was it. Like that's 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 what it is. Like there's no flipping. Uh, the schools that I've, you know, I got offered by two schools like last week or something like that. I let them know. I reiterated to them. My coach, my head coach, reiterated to them. Like he's. You know, he, he'll accept the offer, you know, just out of being respectful and things like that. I don't mm-hmm. want to be an a-hole, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I, since they offered me, I haven't talked to any of those coaches since. Like, it was just, mm-hmm. you know, that's what it was. So they, I, they, they understand what the deal is, and, and they know I'm coming to Florida State. I don't want to interrupt you or anything, but I also think it's irritating. I think it would be irritating on your point, and I know you probably won't say yeah. it. It would be irritating to me if I can just say, hey, this is something This is something huge for me. I'm getting offered from these these colleges across the whole country. That's something that I would at least like to share and say that I did that. That's an accomplishment for accomplishment, me. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going over there and commit and I'm not leaving. Yeah. I'm just sharing something yeah. that's probably it's, very special yeah. to me, not yeah. only special to you, but your family, the ones that exactly. support you, your trainers, your coaches, right. everybody. It's fair that you can share that. I know social media nowadays. Oh my God, he can't yeah. share a picture or, yeah. or share that he's been offered by another yeah. college. God forbid. Yeah, it, it's, but, it's, a, it's a blessing. It's a blessing, man. It's just a testament of all the hard work that I've put in and the whole, all the hard work that I'm going to continue to put in. That's yeah. basically what Coach Norville, you know, said to me when I was on the phone. Like once I got the two offers, um, I let Coach Norville know, I let Coach Atkins know, and I let Coach Tokars know, like, hey, these these schools offered me. And uh, you know, I don't want to like rub any of you guys like the wrong way, but I'm just gonna post, you know, out of respect for them. They were a hundred percent understanding. They were supportive of me getting the offers because they understand what I've been through, you know, throughout my high school career. You know, Coach Norville, he knows my story. He 
He was scouting me my freshman year, him and Coach Dillingham started recruiting me my sophomore year when I transferred to Ravenwood. I got offered um, in the summer. And like three weeks later, I ended up visiting Florida State. So like we, this is something, you know, I've had a great relationship with the coaches, super supportive. They understood as long as they understand it, as long as my family's in the loop and the coaches and the trainers that are in my circle, that's all that matters, man. So, um, but yeah, those, like I said, those coaches, they understand what the deal is. Um, they, they, they called my head coach. He lets them know he understands how committed I am to Florida state. Um, this is where I want to be. Um, this, that's it. Yeah. That's where I want to be for the states where I want to play for. I don't want to play for any other program and they understand that. And it's not about disrespect or anything like that. It's just, yeah. this is the way I've pictured my life since I was a kid and it's mm-hmm. all coming full circle and it's all happening. So it's just, it's, it's what it is, man. And I'm just, you know, soaking it all in. Yeah, I'm just I'm just blessed to be in this position. Yeah. Anything else from D or UVZ? I think that's it. I mean, you know, we've had Chris. Chris, you've been here for nearly an hour. I just want to say, you know, thanks again. It felt like it really. Thank y'all, man. I I love doing stuff like this. I listen to podcasts like all the time. Like I I've I've really gotten into podcasts like during this year. Um, like every time I hop on a podcast, I learn something. You know, with the people I've listened to, so. For me to be a part of a podcast, you know, it's it's fun. So um I love doing things like this. So when y'all when you guys wanted to get me back on, we tried to do it last week or two weeks ago. My schedule got messed up, and then you know, luckily with the snow and things like that, my workouts tonight got canceled, and so school got canceled. So I'm I'm just here chilling, man. I have nothing else to do except for watch movies and play video, play games. video games. So tonight. <laughs> yeah, this was this was the perfect night, man. I'm glad I, I hopped on, man. I'm appreciative of y'all, man, you know, just, you know, helping me, you know, putting my name right there, posting things like that and for Florida State fans to see. So so thank y'all, bro. Thank y'all, especially Dustin and Logan, man. I, I talk to y'all often, so appreciate y'all, man. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I'm glad you got to come on here and talk some Knowles and also talk about for just sure. answer some big-time questions that the YouTube chat was able to give you and uh, oh, yeah. some good stuff there and talk about family and, you know, the family. The big thing about you is family and you know, not only at Florida State, but along with the ones that are in that house right now. That that's what it's all you. about, man. Yeah. That's, what, that's what it's all about. And that, yeah. that's part of the reason why I wanted to come to Florida State. You know, Coach Lavelle, he reminds me a lot of my dad, you know, with the way that he let me know that, you know, he was going to be tough on me and push me to be the best, you know, Chris Parsons that I can be. That's something that, you know, I get from my dad every single day, man. He doesn't, he doesn't let me be as, he's super tough on me, super hard on me. Um, sometimes I don't like it, but he's just, he's just molding me to be the best person I can be every day. So mm-hmm. I see that a lot with Coach Norville. So once I saw that connection right there, I knew this was somewhere that was going to help me, you know, reach my goals and, you know, achieve my dreams. That's the same thing I have to do with my son, Dustin, every day. So uh, it's not <laughs> I'm working. Older than I, can, you, fool. Uh, I can tell you, it's not working. It's not working, Chris. I got a long ways to Logan, go. With you this funny, one. bro. You funny, man. <laughs> no, but Chris, appreciate you hopping on here. And you want to be here without if we didn't have Dustin. So I got to give recognition to yeah, Dustin. Yeah, man. Dustin is the goat, man. We, we talk. D-Lu, D-Lu is that's the my goat. dog, man. That's my, that's my guy. Uh, that's my guy right there. 
<laughs> Chris, I just want to say, you know, always a class act, man, and I'm glad the fan base is starting to realize they got yeah. something special coming in. Yeah, appreciate yeah. you, man. Nate, anything from me uh, before he hops man. off so we can play some video games? Um, three-day weekend. He needs to go call Coach Tokars first. Yeah, man. Yeah, um, yeah, when I yeah, when I hop on, I'm hitting up Coach Tokars for sure. He probably, he probably was listening. He's, yeah, he's probably watching. I'm, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit him up for sure. Yeah, hey, he, te- he just texted me. He just texted yeah. me two minutes uh, ago. Uh, <laughs> Tell him I said text. text me back. That's my dog, man. He probably he probably still on here if he just texted me. He probably just heard you say that. But, <laughs> but Coach Tucker, that, that's my guy, man. I, yeah. Man, that's that's my dog, man. Nothing but great things to say about him, and I can't wait to play for him. Now, oh, there I say, man. You know, congrats on all the success so far, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you. you. Know, um, you know, excited. Uh, you know, ha- you know, have a kid that's got his stuff straight. You know knows what he wants to do and you know the most important position on the field of football you know you got, you got to have that person who uh wants to be the the unquestioned leader so yes sir it, it's great to see yes sir yes sir I'm and sure um, we'll have you back on here a few times in the future for the, sure. and, and, anytime man i love doing this stuff man anytime man the only way i'll advocate for you though is if you come oh, to, to team boneless come <laughs> no. where team boneless no <sighs> Man, no, that's a work in progress. You're gonna have to recruit me. You gotta, you gotta yeah. put your best pitch in for uh, me to join uh, that. Uh, that, that <laughs> that's <laughs> easy. That's easy. <laughs> Try a 10 piece or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 10 piece of the Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right, Chris, let's get you out of here. Appreciate you hopping on. We'll be in touch soon. Thank y'all, uh, man. Get you on Thank back y'all. soon for sure. For sure. Go nose, man. Appreciate all the love and support from the fans. Go nose, baby. For sure. Yes, sir. See you, Chris. All right. Later, Chris. I'll see y'all. Well, that was great. Chris, always a great interview. Always a great interview on here. I mean, he answers longer than NFL players do. That's probably top three longest interviews we've ever had on here this year, I I would assume. Yeah. No, he gives a lot of information always, which I love. Which I, yeah. I was going to say, I I enjoy that because he really gives you a, a good inside look into what's going on. And, yeah. you know, what he thinks about these new promotions with Coach Tokars, Coach Atkins, and how he personally is involved no, with. PZ's not good. <laughs> trying to build this 2023 class. Dog, I am tired. Has your screen been frozen or have you been here the whole time? <laughs> I've been here. I've been here. PZ's didn't have here. any questions for Chris tonight? He's still depressed no. from this. I'm, I'm still streak. mentally. I'm still in Atlanta because that's where I was last week. Oh God, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still mentally in Atlanta. No hate to Atlanta people that live there. I'm sorry. No, you've done, a, you've done a still, lot of driving. He's still trying to Austin. figure out what went wrong. You know. Yeah. No, just just a recap. My last eight days, I was in Atlanta for three days covering the FSU Georgia Tech game. Um, stayed there to work at the 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 store I work for does open a location in Atlanta. So I stayed there to work there for a couple of days, drove back to Charlotte, worked there for a few days, went to the Clemson game last night, drove back last night. So it's been a heck of an eight days. I've been on, I've seen enough of I 85 in South Carolina to last me the rest of my life. <laughs> nice. What's that like a well, two hour drive? It's depending on traffic, two and a half to three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that, that, I, I mean, it was raining last night too. I 85 is the worst. It's mm-hmm. terrible, man. Mm-hmm. I, I want to, do terrible things every time I'm on I-85. Oh my God, Jesus! Thank I'm never on there with you while you're driving. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Kamikaze! It's bad. It's always under construction, and it's 50 mile an hour speed limits. It's like I-4. It's worse than I-4. Oh, At least I-4 is three lanes. 
That's tough. Well, let's jump into it because we just had an hour long interview. So we got to run move through on. these nice and swiftly. <laughs> 12 and 0, move on. <laughs> the 12 and 0, looking at the schedule here. Florida State had finally released. Uh, you start off with the Dukes on August 27th. That's week zero, by the way. If everybody's counting, that's week zero. Florida State will be facing off then. Then they go and face in a neutral, and quote, neutral site game. Um, and New Orleans against LSU. And then we really get the good stuff here. So Florida State goes on a bye week on September 10th. On September 16th, after that bye, they go to Louisville. The week after that, on September 24th, they face the Boston College Eagles and Doak Campbell Stadium. Then comes the fun stretch here. Wake Forest on October 1st at home and Doak. And then you travel to NC State on October 8th. And then you come back home to Doak on October 15th, and you face Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. After that, you have a bye week on October 22nd, and then that's your last bye week before facing Georgia Tech and Doak on October 29th. And then you've got the Miami Hurricanes on November 5th in Hard Rock Stadium. And then the last three games are Syracuse. You go up to Syracuse on November 12th. You face the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Billy Napier's former team and Doe Campbell Stadium on November 19th. And then to finish it off, a weird one here, a very weird one. I'm not sure how I feel about this one yet. A Friday night game against the Florida Gators and Doe Campbell Stadium. Twitter was going crazy earlier this week about it. I'm still unsure how I feel. But, gentlemen, how do we feel about the schedule overall? What alarms you? Does so anything alarm there, you? There's not one definite losable game on this, on this, on this. Schedule this year that includes Clemson, and I think we saw that last year. So you know, the last three years you could circle one, two, three, four that were probable losses. I don't think that that game is on this schedule. I think you have um, five to six that I think Florida State should have in in the bag pretty easily. Um, I, I I. you know, I, I say that with, you know, looking at the schedule on paper. You know, the schedule never really is what it is. It's, it, it, it's either, you know, hey, this is tough, or it turns out not to be so tough, or this is an easy schedule, and, and teams have, you know, they make a jump and the schedule gets hard. So you really don't know until you head in the fall camp. Um, but I think that on paper, this is a schedule that Florida State can win seven or eight games in the regular season. And, and get to a decent bowl and have a chance for nine, you know, eight or nine wins after a bowl game. So there's not one surefire loss on, on, on the schedule for, for me, in my opinion. Yeah. I think it's pretty favorable for Florida State, it's, all things considered. And it sets up nicely. You know, you don't have any really, you have a tough stretch. Sorry, Dustin. Um, no, you're good. You know, you have Clemson wake in uh, NC state. That's going to be the, the three game stretch that really, you know, dictates what happens with, with, with this the season. But, again, I think it sets up well. Yeah, like you said, really the toughest three-game stretch is Wake Forest traveling to NC State and then playing Clemson. But I do think, you know, you get Wake, Clemson, and UF at home, three of the toughest teams on your schedule. Mm-hmm. That's going to help out a lot. I think the bye weeks come at pretty good times. You're off before you travel to Louisville. That game's going to be on a Friday night, so Louisville will be playing on a short week. And then you're off after Clemson, which is probably going to be a, a pretty physical game. It was last time. I would time. imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So there were a lot of guys dinged up after that game. And, and Wake you Forest, don't, you don't play back to back road games until November. Mm-hmm. So overall, I mean, it's a pretty favorable schedule. I'm not going to say yep. 12 and 0 like Nate, but <laughs> nah. Well, Wake Forest plays Clemson the week before they play FSU. So, and, and as Dustin just said, and Logan reiterated, you know, Forest and Clemson beat the heck out of each other last year. You know, each team walked out of that game banged up. So, yeah, you know, you get, they get a chance to have some recovery. You know, Georgia Tech should be, you know, a team that's going to struggle next year. And then, you know, I'm really excited about going down to Doak South and, and getting a, another W down there. My, my, yeah, my, the... uh, I'm, I'm going to say 78 to, to 2 right now. <laughs> Against Miami? Yeah, 78-2 right now. Hard to play if you don't have coaches. Yeah, that's right, you know. I mean, for me, you're looking at, I mean, probably, what, four to five for sure wins between Duquesne, Boston College, Syracuse, Louisiana. That's four for sure. Yeah, and then you can argue (laughs) Georgia Tech. Mm -hmm. Um, If you find a way to split the rest, I mean, I I feel like a lot of fans would be pretty happy with an eight and four this season, Um, just given the way the last few years have gone. But at the same time, you kind of have to be cautious because we we, we mm-hmm. come into the come the last few seasons thinking oh yeah this, this is the year got, got to be a little bit cautious to see how they actually play on the field mm-hmm. and, and, and you know whether it's right or wrong and i think we can all you know i think we all feel the same at florida state they they, they got to win this year like you know, sure. we just talked about with chris you know you know these recruits they they want to they want to seriously look at florida state and but fsu's got to Take that next step on the field. You know they got to make a bowl game. They got to. They 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 got to make it happen this year. And I, and this, I don't the schedule think schedule sets up nicely for a lot of fans. I don't even think just get into a bowl game is enough. Yeah, I think they they got to get eight wins. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. You got to get at least seven this year for for to at least give some fans a peace of mind. Seven mm-hmm. in the regular season. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if you get to eight and four in the regular season, I think almost every fan would be satisfied with that. The way the last few years have yeah. gone. And, and that leads up. That leads far off last year. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Logan. I mean, no, you're good. <laughs> yeah, had, had Travis not gotten hurt with Florida, you know, you're looking at six and six. Mm. Or if you just defend the Hail Mary against. <laughs> not only bring it up, don't even bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> not even Hail Mary. If you defend the four verticals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll move on here from this because there's still quite a bit to talk about. Player interviews this week. We got to hear from some newcomers, including AJ Duffy, Sam McCall. Um, Azaria Thomas also, which was a great interview. Uh, Sam McCall, I think the biggest thing to take away from these guys, they're kind of a little bit more short. These guys are newcomers coming in, so still getting used to the media, so some short answers. But number one thing from Sam McCall, he said he's going to be starting uh, at corner. Coach Woodson wants him over at corner, not safety. How do you guys feel, d and Nate, on that, uh, him getting over there and, and getting some corner uh, PT right away coming in as a freshman? I personally thought that he was going to come in at safety. So it's a little, I don't want to say surprising, but I wasn't expecting to see him and Thomas both start off at corner, but I'm not a coach. So uh, um, I, I think that like, like Dustin, I'm a little surprised, but I understand it. You know, the, the, the kid is physically gifted. He's got super long arms. You know, he's fast. He's quick. Um, you know, he understands what a receiver is supposed to do and understands the nuances from playing receiver. So I, I understand it. I'm surprised. I thought, you know, he was a safety coming in. Um, 
But at the same time, you know, the the, the kid's a natural athlete, so I, I don't see him struggling at, at at that spot. And it sounds to me that FSU wants to get some size at, at the corner spot. Mm-hmm. I believe transfer Greedy Vance is coming in at corner as well. Mm-hmm. So that means all three of your DB additions, at least so far, they're all going to be starting at corner. You know, I'm sure I, Florida State, depending on things happen, guys might get moved around to different I, I, places. As we talked about with the wide receiver room, clearly FSU wanted to do something different at a corner. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, we also got to hear from A.J. Duffy, too. Uh, he talked about sticking with Florida State. He said <clears throat> once he committed, he wasn't going to sway uh, at all. He believes in Mike Norvell. Uh, he talked about, too, with Jordan Travis and him showing him around and him being a leader so far with him in that room. Sam McCall also uh, told uh, – he said that A.T. Azaria Thomas was his son, and he was giggling and laughing about that. So they have a really close relationship. Seems like those two right away have clicked, and that does make sense. I mean, those are really two – your top class, I mean, defensive guys coming in. It's good that those two are connecting well. Um, but thought those were some pretty solid interviews. Yeah, I, uh, I think so, week. too. I don't know if, if you guys would agree or not. I think with Robinson coming back, you know, I, I think if he decided to go pro, I think one of those guys would have been at safety. But I think, you know, you, you, like, Jamie, yeah. you, you know, you like Cindy Williams and what he's done. You know, Travis J. You know, if he can figure some stuff out, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, there's talent back there too, and you know Florida State had did have some attrition at, at corner, and you know there's always a couple possible more, so you never know how, how that's going to all unfold. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's talk some national signing day. wasn't too crazy, wasn't too hectic as it usually as it was five years ago, but we still have a national signing day. And something happened that really wasn't expected until about 48 hours from it uh, when uh, Woody, Antavius mm-hmm. Woody, uh, offensive lineman slash DT, but coming in out as an offensive lineman, he makes his live signing ceremony. It seems like, you know, we're still trying to get confirmation from Florida State side if that went through. I'm just trying to understand what that means, though, we did see Mike Norvell retweet his tweet of the picture of him signing. We saw Coach Atkins on the IG Live. He was also retweeted one of my tweets of a highlight of Woody after the signing ceremony was over. But, yeah, this one kind of came to a surprise. I mean, I we've talked we talked about it all during I the offseason, Nate. Yeah, we talked about him very highly really during good. the offseason. You know, if uh, all things, you know, you got the whole, you got the whole grades yeah. thing. Let's kind of block that out and just talk about him as know, a player. Things go well. They go well, boom. Mm-hmm. But can we talk about just as a as a player? He he could be a three to a three year starter as either a guard or or a defensive tackle, and he could be all conference, all American type player at both. In my opinion, um, I, I like him more as a D tackle. Um, the kid is super violent. Um, I think the comps to Timmy Jernigan are, are a little bit. Um, fa- I think I think it's fair, you know, in terms of the way he can use his hands and the way that he, um, just is mean on the field. But you know, when you when you look at that offensive line and what FSU wants to do, man, you know, they did an awesome job addressing that that whole across the board between you know the guys they the high school kids and and the. Because they brought him from the portal, so 
great signing because the kid's a really good, really good player. Dustin's not saying nothing. I wasn't sorry. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> what are you looking at? I was looking at the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You can do your free advertising. Discord's opening up tonight to all the uh, free users again. So keep an eye out for that. It's happening tonight. So we'll put out some posts tomorrow. But anyways, Antavius Woody. Yeah, it's going to come down. What to... do you think, Austin? <laughs> going to come down to how his grades look in may i think yep yeah yeah we'll see but if you do if if you do get him in the fold and officially signed in two florida state that means that fsu signed six uh high school offensive linemen in this class the most since 2016 and it really just shows the amount of work that coach atkins has put in and how much these recruits really believe in him to get six high school signees the two transfers on top of that and just really over the last, you know, two or three classes, how he's rebuilt and retooled that offensive line room. I mean, you look back to 2019, 2018, that position group was one of the worst in the entire country. You know, Alex, not just the ACC, at Cabbage. not just the Power Five in the entire country. So to see what he's done in two and a half years, less than three years, has been extremely impressive. And as I've said on many podcasts, keep him at four to stay forever if whatever he asked for in his next raise you have to give him double that mm -hmm. yeah exactly he's been killing it right now at florida state uh minor bell is also killing it he's doing a lot of off-season hires off the field hires uh, to put it exact Derek ray has been hired as the general manager he had previous experience at Oregon State he comes in now joining Mike Norvell as a general manager position it feels like Norvell's starting to build an NFL team over here in Tallahassee <laughs> but building a lot of off-field um, staff members along with the former uh, Memphis director of player personnel Justin Cruz am I saying that right Dustin Kraus Kraus Cruz God, I'm, I'm not exactly sure I don't, we don't, we're, we're the worst podcast I wouldn't ask me the, yeah, you know, name anybody, but yeah, name. but yeah, you wrote a couple pieces on these guys, just some quick hitters on them coming in. But Florida State and Mike Norvell trying to add some attrition to the off field. I mean, we already talked about it, but Corey Fuller um, gets hired too, um, big time. Yeah, Ratliff from former Florida guy and former. Well, alumni whether it's right or wrong, you look at you look at Georgia, you look at Alabama. You know, they have 427 coaches, support staff. You know, as, as, as that's just the difference right now. You know, you have guys who can – you always have someone there. You always have mm -hmm. someone that can break down film. You always – you know, you have different ideas. So, you know, Florida State's got to get to that level. True. And, yeah. you, know, he, you know, he's addressed, he's addressed it, and I, I think, you know, has brought in a lot of really quality guys. Think, yeah, I'm, Justin? I'm just really kind of excited to figure out more what the general manager is actually going to be doing, what that role is going to entail, and how Ray is going to impact the program. You know, it's kind of interesting. This is something that Florida State has never done before. And, you know, Mike Norvell, he's trying to bring these different things to Tallahassee. 
And I'm just I'm interested to see what exactly he's going to be doing. And same thing with Kraus. You know, that guy has had a ton of experience, worked for three different SEC programs. He was at Arkansas for a pretty decent stint um, at Ole Miss and also at Vanderbilt in all kinds of different roles. A guy that's also worked for the New England Patriots and, you know, obviously worked for Mike Norvell for a couple seasons as well at Memphis. And Nate, you kind of said it. I like how Norvell is trying to beef up this support staff with guys that have connections all around the country Mm -hmm. and are really good at what they do off the field. Mm -hmm. On the whole army there on the off field side of things for Mike Novell right now. And And you need it because we saw, sorry, Nate, but we saw what happened on, on early signing day. You know, Mm -hmm. there was, there were some failures and Florida state, they didn't win some recruiting battles that they thought they were going to come out on top of. Mm-hmm. It was it was necessary to to beef up that support staff this offseason, get more guys in the building that can just keep help building this thing into what Mike Norvell wants it to be. I think that wraps up practically all the quick hitters. We talked about the Super Bowl coming up with Auden Jalen Ramsey, Cam Akers. We'll be able to give our prediction next week for that, so we don't have to do that. But uh, shout out to those guys. Uh, you know, I personally, the, the Burrow story is great. I couldn't give a damn. I'm a Steelers fan, so I don't give a shit about Joe Burrow. Sorry. But uh, I'm all in for the Jalen Ramsey and Cam Akers to get a ring. Recruiting kind of amps up things, helps out Florida State on that side of thing. I don't understand why all the FSU fans are just – I'm not, I want to say a term, but I'm not going to say it, but are just really liking uh, Joe Burrow whenever they've got two really talented uh, former Knowles and the contingents of winning a Super Bowl. But that's just me, and I also don't like the Bengals. Uh, screw them. Go Rams. But uh, shout out to that. And then Derwin James, you're one of your favorite players ever. Nate, he's moving his number back to three. He's going from 33 to three. I like it. Along with Dalvin going back to number four, too. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like extra confirmed it, but Dalvin back to four and Derwin James back to three. I, I decided against wearing the Bengals hat because of I don't like to wear the color orange. So, <laughs> yeah, smart idea. That's another reason why I don't like the Bengals. But uh, what, four, yeah. four more Noles in the Pro Bowl as well, right, Logan? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Derwin was just there. Uh, he was doing some video today. Um, and then you've also got Josh Sweat. That yeah, got I was late say, shout Pro out Bowl. Josh Sweat, man. Yeah, what, what a journey for that kid, man! I overcame a lot from that knee, knee injury to high school to he's just in the hospital what three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, it's a hell of a journey for that kid. Another kid who almost cool. lost his leg, you know, had a massive, severe injury. You know, number one recruit in the country, you know, comes at he recovers, starts as a freshman after that injury, and, and you know leaves early, gets drafted. Not, now he's in the pro bowl. So, you know, shout out to him, man. Great story. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Love hearing that. Uh, before we jump into basketball, make sure you guys hit that like <laughs> button. If you're on YouTube right now, hit the like button, hit it. Don't leave us. I know it's, de- you know, it's sad to talk basketball right now, but Austin is going to, I'm excited. He's going to take us, but hit the like button, hit the like button now before you leave. We definitely appreciate it. But VZ. Real what quick, is real going? Quick, real quick, oh, Dustin's got some we tricky news. Well, no, we didn't. You didn't mention uh, Jermaine Johnson going to be in the Senior Bowl this weekend. He's been dominating in practice all weekend. Looks like he's going to be a guy that rises up, up the in the draft Shoots. boards. You know, we think he's a first round selection. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. I've seen him mocked between the first and and the second for the most part. But you've got to think with what he's doing in these practices. Locked it up. Yeah, and 
that game will be on Saturday, so make sure to tune in and watch him. And actually, right now, while we're recording this show, Deshaun Corbin is playing in the East-West Shrine Bowl. He got invited to the 2022 NFL Combine, uh, I believe it was yesterday. And mm-hmm. you can expect Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas and maybe a few other guys to get those invitations in the near future. Absolutely. And, and, and Jermaine Johnson just – like it's not even it, – it's, it's funny. He's ragged on those guys. Yeah. You know, bull rush and then showing the stuff with the hands. You know, I, I I love it. That's all I got though. Now you can talk some basketball, Austin. I don't even want to. I know. Welcome I have back to, to the show. After yeah, welcome back. Here. He he tried yeah, to get out of it last week, which he did get out of it last week after. I didn't have Wi-Fi. Like the, yeah, for yeah. some reason, yeah. no matter where I was in Atlanta, I didn't have cell coverage. I didn't have Wi-Fi. Like I had yeah. nothing. What brand Thomas hotel did you stay at? Yeah, what I, hotel well, were you? First, the first night I stayed at my cousin's apartment, and the second night I stayed at someone from the store's apartment. Well, why don't you stay in a damn hotel? Sorry. Do you want people that live in apartment you, you with all that shoe plug? You're the shoe plug. You can't get a damn hotel in Atlanta. I'm gonna save money whenever I can save money. People in Look apartments this. don't have Wi-Fi. Um, the first one did, but it was terrible. Like I couldn't download anything. I couldn't stream anything. It was horrible. What about hotspot? I don't pay for a hotspot. It's not no. worth it. It's just not worth it. Logan, man, you need to get this guy, you know. Uh, I don't have to get him a damn a stipend. You, you have I to know. get him a stipend for traveling, bro. I got you, I, you, I was on I-85 for, let's see, nine, <laughs> 15 hours in the last eight days. <laughs> I didn't tell you to drive now. I did not tell you to drive. Well, then pay I for thought. my flight. Let's let's keep this going. What? What? (laughs) Oh fuck! I'm choking. Sorry, (laughs) but I'm actually choking. But lead us into some basketball so I can not cough in the mic. Um, before we talk about any games, um, you guys didn't talk about Malik last week because the news came out after. Um, old news at this point: Malik Osborne is out for the season. Um, he had ankle surgery today. Um, just from conversations I've had with him and, and from people around it. They kind of get the feeling it should have been done a couple weeks ago, um, but you know it, he's shut down now. He he. The date they're aiming for is April fourteenth for him to be fully rehabbed, fully fully healed. Um, and then after that, it's 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 seeing what's out there for him. You know, if does he get any NBA workouts, get a G League invite, something like that. Otherwise, he he knows he's welcome back at Florida State. The staff's already told him that. Um, I. I Explain more about it in our Discord. I'm going to plug with Discord heavy because I dropped a lot after the Clemson game last night. It was it was a full nugget tray of stuff after the Clemson game last night. Give me, um, you give us any sauces too? What to go with it? A little Chick Fil A sauce. I, I gave everything. I, I I dumped it all out in front of people and and, and, let, and let let them go after it, go at it. Um, <laughs> which you know at, at the time you're like you know he hadn't played too well since he hurt his ankle. Um, I think he was eight of forty three. Um, on shots since he hurt his ankle against NC State. You know, defensively, he didn't have the same verticality, wasn't moving as fast. So so you can make the argument, um, maybe Florida State will be fine, especially with the way Naheem McLeod had been playing. Uh, and then Naheem McLeod breaks his hand against Clemson, or finger last night against Clemson last night. And now it's just the, mor- the morale on the whole team's down. You, like, I could see it in their faces. You see it in their body language. It's... It's a lot to overcome, especially with those two guys. Those are your best rebounders. Um, 
And the fact you get out rebounded by Clemson 37 to 24, that's not the Florida State team we saw even two weeks ago when they dominated Duke on the glass. Um, it's going to be tough sledding these last this last month. It's going to be really tough sledding. Um, and they got to find a way to get wins. You know, after they beat Miami on the road, feeling really good about yourselves, you, you, you look at the, the five games after that, you know, at Georgia Tech, home against Virginia Tech, at Clemson, home against Wake and Pitt coming up. You're like pretty manageable schedule or pretty manageable slate. You know, you know, you're thinking worst case four and one, and yet here we are, only three heading into that. Um, it, it's a lot of mess, a lot of mess. Guys aren't being guys aren't playing the way they're supposed to. They're playing out of position. They're they're jumping at the ball on defense. They're too far up the lane. They're they're trying to go for the steal and then leave their man open. The the offense for the most part looked pretty good last night against Clemson. Um, especially on backdoor cuts. They're back to backdoor cutting Clemson to death. They just they cannot finish at the rim. You know, they missed three basically dunks or layups, you know, just right at the rim wide open. And when you lose by six, missing three layups, that's the difference in the game pretty much. Um, obviously, there's more factors that go into that throughout the course of the game. Like, you know, getting a five-second violation with a minute and a half left doesn't help. Um, getting a rebound down two and having it poked off your own shin doesn't help. It, it's, it's a whole bunch of mess. It's the best way to describe it. Um, and they got a lot of recovery to do. I mean, we sat on this podcast two weeks ago thinking, wow, Florida State finally turned it around. And yet here we are on February 3rd going, what the hell is this team going to do? It's crazy how fast college basketball can change. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. I mean, like you just said, we were on here thinking, holy smokes. Okay. Ever she was number one in the ACC like 10 days ago. Now and you're it ninth. went. Now you're ninth. 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 Yeah, no, it dropped quick. <laughs> it went from first to ninth in a span of. 11 days ish that's crazy it's I, I don't have any words for it i really don't you know it's it's a proud program that's really struggling right now you know just just talking to some of the the veterans last night and guys that have been in that program since i was a manager there like that are still on the support staff it's something they don't know really how to react to it's something that they don't want their legacy defined by and it's um it's going to be interesting to see what happens these last nine games. You know, especially um, after you play Wake and Pitt, you go, you, you got a pretty tough stretch after that at UNC, home against Clemson, at Duke, at BC, at Virginia. Four road games out of five is that's a tough ask for a team that needs to win at minimum seven before the ACC tournament to even have a chance at the bubble. That's a tough task. That's tough, a tough task, especially when you're doing rebounders. Is there anything yeah. Florida State can try and do to, to mitigate the loss of the big men? Because obviously the front court, the depth there is not – it's not what it is at, at the guards. I mean, Harrison's played really well. I mean, for a walk-on, Harrison Priota's played about as well as you could ask. But they got to find a way to get rebounds. You know, P Polite's been rebounding well for his position. You know, you, you normally don't ask your shooting guard and small forward to rebound like he does. Um, but really it's going to come down to John Butler, Cam Fletcher – Wyatt, when he plays Tenor Engon, those guys just have to be more aggressive um, and attack the glass. You know, you can't allow Clemson to out-rebound you by 13. And then on, on, this, on the same point, Florida State has to close halves better. You can argue Florida State lost these last three games in the last four minutes of the first half. Um, I tweeted at halftime yesterday, in the last three games, of the last four minutes at halftime, they're minus 27 and have allowed 42 points in that 12-minute stretch. 
That's embarrassing mm-hmm. for, for a Leonard Hamilton team that, you know, Leonard Hamilton prides himself on defense and his team's playing great defense. Seems getting shredded in the last four minutes. You can't, you can't have that going into halftime. You just, you give yourself, you're digging yourself such a big hole to try and overcome. And it's tough to do that game after game. They, they've really got to start closing halves better. And I, I don't really know a way you can fix that other than, you know, playing harder, locking in. Don't look forward to a break. Go, go play basketball. Mm-hmm. There's a question on here from Michael. Serious question, Austin. Are we a double-digit seed or NIT? I mean, right now it's NIT. If this team doesn't get figured figured out, it's they're going to the NIT. Um, I've been saying the magic numbers twenty one, and they're sitting at thirteen and eight right now, I believe. Um, so that's you know that's seven and two in the regular season, and winning one the ACC tournament that maybe gets you there. Um, so they, they get they got to turn it around fast, and I mean fast. What you doing, bro? I don't know. Well, what's up with here. uh? Patrick's asking if I just took a bump on live on the live stream. I'm writing. What, what's, up, what's up with the uh, every every school now's got a bunch of damn Seth Curry's and Seth Curry's and <laughs> yeah, can we talk? I mean, can we talk about the Virginia Tech game and how that, that game was that, a, Hunter Couture was, was nine of eleven from three. So I, I want to go back to the Notre Dame game. In where, where like, like like where like, like where's this coming from? I, yeah. I, I want to take this back to the Notre Dame game in 2017 when, when we played Notre Dame at home. Notre Dame shot 71% from three, and Florida State still found a way to win. I I don't understand how. And then you come into this Virginia Tech game, they go 18 of 25 from three. I've never seen that in a practice. Like, it's absurd. For, for a team to do that, you know, I won't say for the, for the most part well-guarded, but some of those shots were pretty well contested. Not all of them, but some of them were pretty well contested. Uh, also, eighteen of twenty-five. Are 18 you and twenty-five? Are you kidding me? You're not going to lose a lot of a lot of college games. You're not, you're not going to lose a lot of games like that. No, especially especially when they're when Florida State was turning it over like they were. The fact Florida State even had a fighting chance when your opponent is eighteen of twenty-five from three is a, a minor miracle. And for for the one player to be nine of eleven from three, like, and the other dude and, was six of seven. Like, yeah, guy off the bench who averages in between them. Yeah, like what? Can it get, Guy off the bench who averages three points per game comes in and hits six of seven threes. I think it was five of five in the first half. Yeah, yeah, he made his first uh, five. Like, Georgia Tech, what, eight of 11 in the first half? Um, yeah, they ended up cooling down in the second half. And then, still. And, and then Clemson, I mean, they're both, first of all, Virginia Tech and Clemson are both very good three-point shooting teams. They're both top 20 nationally. I mean, they're not 72% good normally, but – you know, and then Clemson shot forty percent. I think on the season they're thirty-eight point five. So you know, it's one made one made three more than normal. That's whatever. Um, but yeah, that Virginia Tech game was just stupid, and Florida State's three-point defense has been really bad this year. And that that's part of what I was talking about earlier. Guys are just so far out of position on defense that it's messing everything up. And it's messing things up that Florida State went to a one-three-one zone last night. I cannot tell you the, the last time I saw Florida State won a one-three-one zone. Could not tell you. I mean, I, yeah. I've been in how many practices? They, they practice matchup zones, 2-3 zones. I've never seen Florida State try a 1-3-1 one, one zone. You know, they're, they're, at least they're trying something new. Mm-hmm. You know, against Clemson, they, they've, they finally stopped switching the, the big men on, on, on screens. They, they, start, they started going back to hedging like they did back with Kamaji and Ojo and Bojanovsky. 
they're at least trying. They're, they're, they're breaking out as, as much as they can. It's just until guys stick to their principles and don't want to do their own thing, there's only so much you can do. It's, it's, it's just one of those years, man. You know, One of those years. Yeah. And, and part of it's that the young guys aren't developing like they normally do. You know, usually by this point, the young guys are figuring out their role. They know what to do. And it, it seems for every step forward they take, they step, they take two back. And, and it's, it's, it's frustrating as hell for me to watch. I, I can't imagine what it's like for the coaches. Mm-hmm. It's just the stars realigning, bro. Gotta, Tony, gotta, man. Got to take it in, man. I hate <laughs> Serbia, man. I can't stand Serbia. I mean, it's been a butterfly effect pretty much since Ike transferred, if you want to go back and think about it. Um, I was planning on doing a little article about this, but Ike transferring makes more playing room for Fiondu. Fiondu balls out, leaves early to draft. That means Balsha starts playing earlier than he's supposed to. He leaves after two years. It's been a butterfly effect ever since Ike left, really. Mm-hmm. And re- really, you can, you, you can even look at you could even look at guys like Patrick Williams leaving early. I don't think anybody thought he'd be a one and done when he signed. Um, instead, he just absolutely kills the draft process. Ends up being the fourth overall pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sc- Scotty Barnes, night, yeah, it, Scotty Barnes. If if COVID doesn't really happen, good. you know he's um, he's playing like he is now in Toronto, and, and the mm-hmm. coaches f- fully believe that if, if COVID doesn't hit that off season, you know they're able to work him in the rotation like. And the, and the plays like they want him to. And they, they think they can go much deeper in the tournament than they end up going. Yeah, we're, we're quick, Dustin. Pick, which, that wasn't a surprise. But. Dustin, what do you think about Scotty Barnes? You know, you've been the exact opposite of what you thought he was going to be in the pros. It's having, a, it's having a good year so far. You know, I've given him, a, I feel like I've given him a lot of respect on the podcast for what he's done in the NBA. I, he's right up there to win rookie of the year. And it's a three man at this point. Yeah, right up there with what Franz Wagner and the guy Evan um, Mobley. Mobley. Mm -hmm. But he's right up there in that mix. And if you look at it, his jump shot fundamentally it's changed a little bit. He's actually knocking down some threes. He looks confident with his shot. To me, he looks everything that he wasn't at Florida State. You know, he he was a little bit, I thought, timid to shoot at times at FSU and. I don't know. He's taking some steps forward in his development. <laughs> Toronto always does really good over there with Nick Nurse, and which is that's why I was so happy out. he got drafted by Toronto. I didn't think it was going to happen. I mean, because you you can go back to our podcast before the draft happened. I'm like, if he goes to Toronto or Cleveland, I think it's a perfect fit. But mm-hmm. say, I'm like, it's probably going to be Orlando. Probably going to be Orlando. He goes to Toronto. It's been amazing for him. It's just perfect for him because he fits that culture so well. You know, as a, as a guy that feeds off the moment. I know Toronto doesn't have many crowds right now because of COVID, but when they get crowds back in that arena, you know, he's going to be the Toronto player, and that, that's huge for him. Yeah, and the brand for FSU basketball, too. Keep killing it. Speaking of the brand right for now. FSU basketball, Trent Forrest has been hooping yeah, recently. Yeah, I've been following that. I think he's had Finally two eight games last week. And yeah. that, I mean, that um, would be most excited for. I mean, deserving, you know. Hats off to him. That's the, awesome. the I think he's still on a two-way contract, which is the thing that yeah, he is crazy. He has to go back it, to the G League at some point. Isn't Vassell doing really good too now? Yeah, you know? Pop's given him a lot of praise recently. Um, mm-hmm. which we also I think we all saw that coming that Devin, mm-hmm. Devin and San Antonio was the perfect fit. Um yeah. Yeah. 
you know, Turk's been getting a lot of love in the G League. He's been killing over there. I think last week he, he had close to triple doubles, like 18, 14, and 9 or something. Wow. Um, he's playing really well there. Jeez. How's um, Balsa doing? I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> it's all his fault, man. It's still a sore subject. If you put Balsa on the same, a lot of things are solved. Yeah. Um, well. And I wish Pat was healthy. I, I really, really wish Pat was healthy the way Chicago's playing. Yeah, I, I, as a Bulls uh, fan, you know. You has, know been, has there been any updates to, on him? Finally back I, to, I haven't seen sorry, one. Nate. Let me see if I can find one. <laughs> sorry, you know, well, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> just just get, get Boston in the playoffs. We'll see what happens. <laughs> hey, we're, we're ninth seed right now. Technically, we'd make it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Playing mm-hmm. game, baby. Oh, wow. he's, he's out for the regular season. Oh, damn. So stuff, which I, which I thought because I know they try to get an injury exemption for him. Yeah. It was a pretty severe wrist injury. Yeah, damn. Uh, some breaking news here to end off the pod: Doug Peterson. Any Jags fans? I'm sure there's some Jags fans here. That's going to be your next head coach in Jacksonville. Duval continuing to Jesus embarrass that's, I, himself. I think that's no, I think that's a solid hire. That, that's not a bad hire, dude. That's a solid hire. But he left le- le- things didn't go right with Leftwich. Leftwich, so. I think left. I think left wants to go coach Jameis. Le, no, Leftwich wants to be in Jacksonville. He just doesn't want to be under Balky. You know? I, I I think Leftwich interview with them is like hell no, nah, man. Yeah, Balky's. <laughs> it, it all comes down to Balky. I'll, I'll, I'll wait for Bruce Arians to step down. I'll tell you, I'll stay here. Yeah, I don't blame him. I really don't. And the Vikings are there, or they haven't officially hired him, but um, O'Connell, offensive coordinator from the Rams. That's yeah, it good. seems like that's gonna that's going in y'all's favor for. Um, I I really years. wanted it to be Harbaugh. I really did. I'm, I'm you track. Know, when all the rumors were surfacing, I really wanted it to be Harbaugh. Did you really? I wonder. I wonder how many recruits were hmm. like, man. You know, on National Signing Day, the coach is supposed to go play for. Well, I, I, it, I, you know, I read an article um, this morning, published by one of the uh, the Vikings guys on the Athletic, and apparently, you know. Players recruits were told, hey, I may look at an NFL opportunity if one opens up. So he was at least he was straightforward with it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, apparently Minnesota didn't even offer. I think after they'd talked for a while, um, they just didn't realize it wasn't the greatest fit, which, you know, I can see. Yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching, you know, the Saints and what Jameis and what his decision is going to be, because when we get closer into March and free agency, that's going to be big for Jameis. The Saints are uh Getting ready to interview with offensive coordinator from the Chiefs, Eric uh, Benimi. So be enemy. Be enemy. Be enemy. Same thing. Horrible. It's the same thing. No God. It's it's, it's better than Haggins. That is true. Shout out Dustin. Who said that? Shout out Dustin. There's no proof of that. (laughs) Only like twelve podcasts. That's more than twelve. No one will go listen to that though. So there's no proof. You really Someone you will. you really think that Jameis would resign with uh, New Orleans? Who knows? I think it really it's really going to depend on, on who, who, who comes in. Yeah, who comes in? I think it's also going to depend on where he's going to get his best opportunity. I mean, you know, not for nothing. I don't think the next coach is going to be as hard on for Taysom Hills. Yeah, Taysom Hill ain't beat now, Jameis. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, that's it's already like, a wrap. There, it's, a, it's like there's plenty of other opportunities though. Like, does he want mm-hmm. to keep going with those same receivers? I wouldn't. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's no, no, Mike, you don't. You don't know. Michael Thomas' Thomas. time is over. Yeah, you no. can't trust him. Uh, you got a badass running back, but 
other than that, mm-hmm. it's like with the, t- with the teams that need a quarterback this year, like you go to Denver and have yeah. Hamler, Judy, Noah Fant. I mean, I'm missing receivers, obviously, because they have four really good ones. They got good backs. Good backs, good defense. I'm not going to lie. Pittsburgh has a couple dudes, a couple skill players. Uh, I, 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 I want to see him go somewhere. A young running back and a yeah. young quarterback together. I want to I see him go somewhere where, you know, he can win and, and, and prove a lot of people wrong. That's what, that's what I think Denver's a great fit because their defense was phenomenal mm-hmm. last year. They just so not Pittsburgh. Okay, so we'll cross what? them off. <laughs> Get out of here. Or, or even even if Cleveland wants I'll to move on from you. Baker. <laughs> yeah, I mean Cleveland's got talent. I don't you know, think they move on from. I, I I I don't think that their coach is a bad coach. I I just don't know if I, I would. See, I, I really like Kevin Stefanski. I love their head yeah, coach. Yeah, I, I don't know if I put all my eggs in the Baker Mayfield basket. Yeah. And I'm looking. I'm looking. Sorry, I'm looking right at you, Bucks fans. You don't deserve Jameis. I'm seeing all these Twitter tweets. Definitely about bringing you, Richie him back. Barnes. You, Richie yeah. Barnes, if you're in this, and all you other little weirdos in Tampa. You don't deserve Jameis. We'll pull your. So we'll done. pull up your old tweets. Yeah, we'll, we'll pull up all them. of your yeah. tweets, all of your things, everything, DMs, everything. I don't give a damn. All the text. I'll even just screw up everything and go to jail you don't deserve Jameis. so if you if you keep on trying to say you know now now that tom brady's gone all your little hula that was fun while last i mean you think carolina's a stable situation it seems like matt rule might be a little bit on on, on the chopping block that's true but at least you got you know some receiver talent and dj moore and and robbie anderson cj mccaffrey if you can ever find a way to stay healthy what about minnesota we got a lot to figure out (laughs) i don't want him behind that offensive line either Dalvin, the, the, but Dalvin the line's getting better. We just we need we need a better guard, and, and it'll be fine. The tackles are good, and O'Neal and Darisaw. I mean, w- w- would you would you take him in, in Minnesota? Take him over Cousins because I know it's going to be a third of the contract. Well, also too, I mean, getting that ball down the field to Jefferson to would be pretty Jefferson, Dylan, Irv Smith, KJ Osborne had a good season. Mm-hmm. Um, James I mean, and Dalvin back together again. That's what I want. I would, I would flip, but it's, I don't, no. I don't think it's going to happen. We, we, yeah, until you we got it's one. an outside. Chance. No, we do not have one. Cousins is not one. No, 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 I'm about saying FCC no. Guy. You've already got a null. But yeah, Cousins is going to be there unless something happens. Okay. Well, you don't get the hey, help. I, I'm going to put this on here now. And you had if, to uh, Rhodes. If the Raiders part ways with uh, Derek with Derek Carr, you know they should, they shouldn't. But that'd be interesting. You know, Jameis out at the Raiders. Garoppolo too will be open. Yeah. I mean, they, they just I, have to trade Lance. I don't see them I, I, investing I in another quarterback. I think, I think Garoppolo is going to end up at Tampa. <laughs> that'd be <laughs> something like that. I would honestly. love it. That, that'd be they, ironic. They, they deserve it. <laughs> no, they deserve Kirk Cousins is what they deserve. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I think that's going to wrap up everything. No, they, they deserve to go Kyle Trask. No, they, they deserve Kirk oh, Cousins. Did you see him throwing those passes today in, in that, in that uh, Pro Bowl no. game? Oh my god, it's hysterical! I ain't paying attention to the Pro Bowl. What do you think? No, I'm, I'm not either. But it kept popping up on timeline because I follow, you know, what, what the skills contest or whatever. Yeah, so they they had a um, they had like a board with like holes in it, and like each di- each holes a different amount of points, and they put a defensive back in front of them. So like, of course, the defensive back was Darwin too. I'm pretty sure. And I don't think Cousins hit a single one. And everyone's like, "This guy's getting paid how many millions of dollars?" <laughs> mm. Yikes! That's a major yikes. Like he, he missed he missed the biggest hole by like a foot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, and it's not even not... that far away. It's like ten yards away. 
Yeah. Well, I don't think yeah. that Mendoza, I don't think they should have moved away from the Redskins, but, you know. Yeah. The Commanders, baby. I've seen oh, a I really good argument Rangers. against the name. There's no other team in the NFL with – um. Oh, oh, man, what's the word, bro? You can't, like – what's the nickname for Commanders? You can't really shorten it. The, the Manders. What? <laughs> I mean, the Vikings? I guess Vikes. Vikes. Yeah, Vikes. You call the yeah. Patriots the Pats. Like everyone has something you can kind of shorten it. The down Jets to. don't. The, the, the Jets. The, 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 the Colts. The Jets. The Colts. The Chiefs. Three teams with three syllable names though. Like they have a really hard Texans? name to pronounce. What about Chargers? The commanders. The 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 Jers. The Bronx. I'm talking the three article, syllables. That article is stupid. Three syllables. The commies. You're not saying the I think the article you re- you you read was written by the onion. Yeah, I, I don't know to, what that was. I, I don't know what you're reading. Up again. What you reading on your side on the side? It was on it was on NFL Reddit. I don't know. This Make sure it's not on the SI I network, please. I know Red Tails is one of the finalists. Well, Dolphins, Dolphins. Fins. Logan, no, did you read that article? I did not read it. SI site put out. No, I don't want to even. I don't. Did I any of you guys read it? Well, what happened? Like SI Arkansas wrote some recruiting article about. I guess there was a guy yesterday who already had issues coming into the day, and they knew he wasn't going to be wind up with Arkansas, but he was committed, and he signed with Campbell, the Campbell Camels, and the Arkansas site made some kind of like. I don't do. I don't even know. You'd have to go read it. It's a really didn't. Didn't Campbell finish the top 100 class? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. But it was a really weird article. They were pretty much just like trashing Campbell and being like, "This guy, he decided to spend his life here, where they have I don't know, like oh no, dude, I'm telling you, it was here's the thing. Campbell's in North Carolina. I'd rather live in North Carolina than Arkansas. (laughs) Campbell just Campbell signed uh, former FSU quarterback commitment Chad Moscow. Nice. Oh yeah, we do remember Very him. Cool. IMG former IMG for former yeah. number twenty nine overall recruit in the country, number one quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's why early recruiting rankings don't mean jack shit. Mm-hmm. We're there first from Nate Greer, lead recruiting insider, nogameday.com. I think that's going to wrap up everything for this evening. That was a long one. That was a two hour long okay, so podcast. My, my bed has been tempting me because it's literally three feet to my left. Chris Parsons better tired. than Arch Manning, man. Chris Parsons. Oh no, here we go. Better than Arch Manning. Here we go. Chris Parsons, number one player in the last four classes. Oh God, don't add on to it, Dustin. Uh, <laughs> I had to oh God! Replace him with Travis Hunter. You know? No, no, no offense to Chris. Travis Hunter is is that player, <laughs> but we're talking about uh, quarterback wise. I, I want Chris Parsons to go just rub Arch Manning's dick in the dirt at the leader right, Evans. Let's, let's, uh, <laughs> what? Let's end this off. <laughs> We've got to cut this off. Go, <laughs> go cut on his about, tape, man. Uh, go cut on Arch Manning. Go cut on Arch Manning's tape, and because he's Manning. Is why he's. Oh yeah, bumps you up at least. Well, yeah, ten spots. So my whole point is, I hope Chris goes to Elite Eleven and smokes them like a pack of cools. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. See, that's better. That's better. Better. That's that's better. marginally better. Yeah, that's better. We can work with that. <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> it's not, it's not the first thing he said. So no, we're improving. We're improving. All right, guys. Everybody, <laughs> definitely appreciate y'all listening. Hey, I did go good in this up. podcast, man. You know, yeah, you did. Yeah, it could have been worse. Swearing. End it. Yeah, we could have been good. Good job. Pat yourself on the back.
Thank you, Chris, for coming on. Appreciate you. We'll have some more with him. Make sure you guys go check out his journal. As always, you can listen to podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. Are you trying to cut me off? Um, and then, yeah, we'll see you guys next Thursday night at 8.30. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Bonus buddies. Adios.